Scream 2 Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R Studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! My man, Dave, motherfucking block. Negro. Whoa. I mean, I do have a tan, but... What's up, brother? You are wearing a black shirt. Yeah. Okay. So, Dave. Yes. We are here doing part three of something you would think we wouldn't be able to do nine hours on. Yeah. But we're about to start what would be the tail end of our... Do you think Michael Jackson did it then? Is that what we're going to find out today? Uh, no, I'm talking about the Las Vegas oh, Massacre. Oh, I, I, we've done some no way man. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, this might be the topic that we've done the most amount of time on. I know, we spent a lot of time on 9-11, Flat Earth. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not. But when it's all said and done, we'll have to add up our yeah. total time spent. You know, with with Jim Fetzer talking about yeah. a lot of these topics, I think overall with like nine oh, eleven, we probably spent the most time on nine eleven. We spent a long time on the uh, missing Sa- airplane, Sandy Hook too. Sandy Hook. Wonder what Jim Fetzer thinks about Vegas. Uh, I'm going to get a hold of him, so there will be like technically a part four, but it'll be more so like an interview on, with just him yeah, just on him it, seeing what's up with um, and it. false flags and things like that. Cool, like cool. I know he's come on and talked about other false flags, Sandy right. Hook and whatnot, but we'll probably talk about. Vegas and some other, like other ones, like the Charlottesville thing. Yeah, you know things like that. But so I am reaching out to him to get his this to get him to come back in studio. About a stupid all question. I know it's kind of off off the Vegas yeah, subject, really but a stupid question. Is there such a thing as a true flag? Well, I mean, an actual event that happened that was not uh, that was not. So basically, like yes. You know what a false flag is? Yeah. Okay, it's it's like our country does something to us but makes it seem like another country did it, so now we can go after that country. Right, or right. Uh, we we set up uh, these fucking crazy guys to do a mass shooting, but it wasn't random. Mm-hmm. They were behind it. That's all a false well, it was flag. It never, never so actually happened. An actual person that actually went and did something. Here's the thing. A lot of these false flags maybe weren't false to begin with. I mean, a lot of them are. A lot of them, mm-hmm. the whole thing was mm-hmm. planned. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of these, like, get turned into false flags because they utilize, or they try to capitalize on a random event and push their policy. Agenda. Like Hillary. Oh, as soon as there's a fucking shooting, we have to go out and talk about gun control and banning silencers and all this bullshit. Quit jumping on the fucking opportunity because you're making it look like a fucking mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? Has she been shot yet? No. Should I don't be. know how far we can talk about that, Dave, because you're going to get yourself in trouble then. Oh. You have to consider who 
could listen to this. Well, yeah. Things like that. You know, I don't about like her shooting uh, that cunt. We can call her a cunt. <laughs> we can do all that kind of shit. We just can't really talk about. And somebody, you know, well, I'm not. I'm not saying that she should. I was just asking well, if she ever. The point happened. is, if you say it here and the next day she is, who are they going to look at? Not me. I mean, I'm a fucking gun. Yeah, me neither. But anyways. Anyways. Move the fuck out. We're going to talk about Vegas. Yeah. So in, our, in the last uh, think tank we did on this, we said that this next one would be our... We're going to read a few more articles, yeah, yeah. up to date to where we're at right now, and then we will give our final thoughts on the whole thing, what we think happened all the way down to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Let's so, get right into this shit. So th- there's been some new developments, believe it or not, since the last time we recorded this. Fucking crazy. Um... One of them was, you remember the missing security guard who was yeah, missing? Yeah, Jesus Campos. Yeah. He showed up on Ellen DeGeneres' show. Really? Like, real talk. He showed up on Ellen DeGeneres' show and did his one and only interview. And Ellen was made sure to, she basically talked for him. Um, have you heard about this at all? No, I have not. This is all news to me. I thought he had surfaced and said he was at that hotel or that uh, hospital that Kanye was at as last year. And then the next appearance he made after that was Ellen's show. So here's the article. I'll read it to you and uh, Yeah, read this. Jesus returns. Mandalay Bay security guard emerges on Ellen. Security guard had bailed on media interviews last week. Mandalay Bay security guard Jesus Campos reappeared days after going missing surfacing Wednesday for an interview on of all places, the daytime show Ellen. Campos appeared alongside Mandalay Bay building engineer Stephen Shook, why the fuck did he need to be there, in a pre-taped interview answering questions about the events he witnessed as he approached the hotel room of alleged shooter Stephen Paddock, who was either preparing to, was in the middle of, or had finished just finished, or had just <laughs> finished shooting at Las Vegas Country Music Festival concert goers, depending on which narrative you choose. I like how they put that there, because... Yeah. It's unclear because the timeline has changed. He was shot before it started. He was shot during. He was shot at the end. Uh, it's a choose-your-own-adventure story. Yeah, I like that. basically. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm doing better each day, slowly but surely, just healing mentally and physically, Campos told the generous 17 days after the massacre. Campos described going to the hotel's 30-second story to investigate a door alarm, but says he was unable to access the floor due to a metal bracket holding the door in place. Campos said he instead used an elevator to access the floor and described distinctly hearing drilling sounds as he neared the shooter's room via a hallway, which is how he believes Paddock may have observed him. Police have claimed the shooter set up surveillance devices outside of the hotel room. DeGeneres used a pointer and a diagram to depict to her audience what Campos was describing. As I was walking down, I heard rapid fire, Campos said, receiving a pat on the back from Shook. And at first I took cover. I felt a burning sensation. I went to go lift my pant leg and saw the blood. That's when I called it in on my radio that shots had been fired. Shook says he arrived at the floor unaware of gunfire and heard jackhammer sounds as Campos popped out from a corner telling him to take cover. Within milliseconds, if he didn't say that, I would have got hit, Shook said. Ellen went on to lavish Campos with praise for saving people's lives and offered them both reward money, which Campos and Shuck supposedly declined, instead opting for free NFL tickets. Campos's account did little to answer numerous questions surrounding the event, despite high expectations his side of the story could help shed light on an ever-shifting narrative continually altered by law enforcement. Twitter users expressed incredulity? Incredulity. Yeah, I don't know what that is. (laughs) That the... Guard would vanish only to appear not at a press conference with police, but with Ellen. Here's some here's some tweets I'll read from 
uh, at Desert Sander. This guy has been missing for days. We all have questions, and now he's going to appear on a daytime talk show. This is very bizarre. This is not the forum for this type of event. This is alarming. And what is he hiding? He needs to assist in collecting info, not prosper. Seems like a really long tweet, doesn't it? I don't yeah. think that's. I think that's more than so many characters. I wonder if they combined like two tweets that maybe he put out. Maybe. Uh, here's another one from at RPG underscore five five eight two five. The worst shooting in American history, and the first place he goes is to the Ellen Show. Yeah, it does seem odd why you would go there first. Um, continues with the article. The security guard had been scheduled for five television interviews last Thursday, but bailed even to the surprise of his labor union president, who claimed Campos disappeared from one moment to the next. We were in a room, and we came out. Okay, we've already read some of that in the previous episode. For the past four days, he's been preparing. We had a meeting with MGM officials, and after that meeting was over, we talked about the interviews. We went to a private area, and then we came out. Mr. Campos was gone. Security, police, and fire professional, uh, David Hickey. Elaborating a statement to reporters. The union president says he was notified via text that Campos had been taken to a UMC quick care emergency care facility. However, a spokesperson for the clinic told Fox News they had no record of his visit. It's because he didn't go there. He went to the... Uh, he went to the secret one. Yeah, where they brainwash you. Uh, in a statement to the media Tuesday, representatives for MGM Resorts International said Jesus Campos wants to tell his story at a time and place of his choosing, and, that's, and that he's asked that everyone respect his request for privacy. We cannot be more proud of Jesus. MGM Resorts International owns Mandalay Bay. On Tuesday, a Las Vegas Metro Police Department spokesman claimed Campos was camera shy and singled out journalist Laura Loomer for bombarding him with media attention. Wow, they really don't like that bitch. Well, because she's asking the questions they can't answer. Right. And she's the one that got the receipt released. She's Mm -hmm. the one that got the the whole valet thing right. out there. Uh, she's causing them problems, basically, because she's pointing out all their mistakes yeah, and lies. Yeah, at the loopholes, yeah. All right. Uh, he's a private citizen. Let me put it this way. LVMPD spokesman Larry Hatfield said, If you're getting bombarded by media attention from people like independent journalist Laura Loomer, it's your choice not to disclose your location. That is your choice. Campos was hailed as a hero in the days immediately following the shooting. Jesus Campos is a true hero, Las Vegas Metro Undersheriff Kevin McMahill uh, said at a press conference. We know we now know that he was dispatched to a door alarm on the 32nd floor. He went up there to investigate the open door, and as he was doing his job, he came under fire by, by our suspect. A security guard was at the center of controversy after law enforcement issued dramatic shifts in timeline of the Vegas narrative, initially claiming Campos disrupted Paddock 10 minutes after he unloaded gunfire onto a crowd of 20,000 festival goers. However, one week later, police revealed Campos did not interrupt Paddock's rampage and instead was shot as he approached the shooter's 32nd story room a full six minutes before the shooting began. As noted on the Wednesday edition of Real News with David Knight, Ellen has a line of IGT slot machines available at the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas and debuted them on a segment of her show. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? You don't see the connection there, Dave? Let me reread it to you, and you think really hard about this. Ellen has a line of IGT slot machines available at the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas and debuted them on a segment of her show. Why do you think he did the interview on Ellen's show? Oh, yeah. There's a connection between MGM and, yeah. and Ellen. Yep, right there. So, right there, she's in on it. Yep, saving it. And it says right there, Ellen finds Jesus saving MGM liability or saving lives. 
Yeah, good point. On an interesting side note, there is an Allen slot machine at the Mandalay Bay Casino as well. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. Um, so scroll up to the top a little bit. There's a part on there that I kind of got confused again. Um, scroll down. Scroll down. Okay, right there. Um, so yeah, you're talking about Shuck. Yeah. Says he arrived at the floor unaware of gunfire and heard jackhammer sounds as Campos popped around the corner telling him to take cover. Why was Shuck even there? He's that's a, that's what I'm trying to figure out too. Like I get that he's on the Ellen show because he's a building engineer or whatever, but why was he going to the 32nd floor? Why is this the first time he's ever been there? Like why the first is time the heard his name building there. engineer have anything to do with this? Why would he respond to something like that? Right. Maybe he's his handler. Maybe he's not even a building engineer. I think yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think he's a handler. They just gave him that title, fucking yeah. title. Let's see. Let's look up because uh, that's the first time I've ever heard his name or anything about him. Name? Stephen Shuck. Yeah, let's look him up just to see if he's. As I'm sure by now he's all over the website as a building handler or building yeah. engineer. Stephen Shuck. Let's see. That is the right name, right? Yeah. Yeah, because the second second things had his name on it, Ellen. Yeah, because that's the first time I've ever heard of Stephen Shuck. Ellen meets Las Vegas survivors Jesus Campos and Stephen Shuck. I want to see if he's on Facebook. Not that I can tell. Okay. Let's see, Stephen Shuck. Building, what does it say? Engineer? Yeah. There may only be something to tie us back to MGM website. Yeah. Like employees. Or, no, it's only in articles that have mentioned his name. That's the only thing we're getting. Yeah. So let's make it even more specific. Well, there's an article right there, the very first one. Is that him, though? This is uh, MGM Maintenance uh, Man. I'm credibly... It's not even the same guy, dude. But it's got his name. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I know. That's not the same guy in the video. I know. That's my point. As in the picture. That's my point. But it says MGM Maintenance Man. Yeah, so is he a maintenance man? I don't want to watch these fucking videos. I don't either, but I'm just... You mentioned it, now I have to fucking watch it. We're glad to have Stephen Chuck with us. He is the building engineer at the Mandalay Bay who no, was there not. that night on the 32nd floor when the first shots were fired. Stephen, good morning to you. It's good to see you. Good morning. Thank you. We, we just learned, Stephen, about all that you went through in this experience. So I guess the first question is how you're doing right now. I'm, I'm doing as well as expected, uh, better as the days pass. Thank you. Take us through it, Stephen. He didn't even what, get shot. There's been a lot What's of confusion about how this all transpired. What happened? Um, my side, my story, I was on a higher floor. Uh, all right, why do you need to start with that? My yeah. side, my story. Yeah. So if he is an actual building engineer, he has been guided to say something like yeah. that. Yeah, well, and now pull up the Ellen picture again. The guy looks completely different. It's not the same guy. It certainly doesn't look like the same guy. And on Ellen, he's completely shaved. On here, he's got a beard. 
So when was this? And his hair is different. This was on October 11th. When he was on Ellen, it was October 17th. So in, in six, six days, days, he grew that much hair. Is that believable? No, he shaved that much hair in six days. Cause he oh, had, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got it backwards. My but bad. look at his hair. Yeah, the hair's kind of the same. Kind of. I don't know. I don't buy it. Well, anyways, let's see what he says on... Uh, when I was called to check out a fire exit door that would not open. Um, He's so reading it. Down the 32nd floor from a different wing, and I was walking down. I didn't hear anything. Kept walking. I turned the corner uh, from what we call the center court into the 100 hallway. I thought I saw someone poke their head out, but, you know, nothing off set off my radar unusual yet and it was silent at this time and as i kept walking, it's never been more evident somebody's reading something mm-hmm. wow he can't even fucking pretend like he's not mm-hmm. reading that thing that's bad dude would you talk like that no trying to recall events you wouldn't he's no. ta- either he's slow like retarded slow which you wouldn't be a building engineer then right, right. or you're reading something he's clearly reading something Mm-hmm. It's well, kind of weird. He goes for a little while, and then he'll look down and go right back up. Down the hallway. Yeah. I was about a third of the way down the hallway, and I started to hear shots go off. Um, they were not in the hallway yet. And as soon as see his stopped, eyes, you can see his eyes dark. Or he's trying to remember exactly what he's been told. He's got, like, cue cards with bullet points. Out and he yelled at me. He's trying to remember what he's been told. As soon as I started to uh, go to a door to my left, the rounds started coming down the hallway. I could feel them pass right behind my head. Uh, something hit me in the back, and I took cover. I uh, tried to think how I could get to Jesus because I could see that he was shot in the leg. And I just told myself, you know, wait for him. He's going to have to stop shooting sometime. And it was it was uh, kind of relentless. So I called over the radio. Um, what was going on as soon as the shooting stopped we made our way down the hallway and took cover again and then the shooting started again hey steven let me let me just say something we we've heard this audio recording now first of all how did you remain so calm maybe your voice betrays what was going on actually inside of you and second of all if the reports are true that there were 200 rounds fired by the gunman into the hall you must feel incredibly lucky that you weren't hit yeah, I am incredibly blessed that somehow I'm, I came out of there alive. Um, when when he first started shooting, you know, it was I was kind of in disbelief, but uh, I just had I told myself, you know, remain calm. If I freak out right now, it's it's only going to get me killed or, or injured, and uh, remain calm and you know, call it over the radio so we can get police on their way as soon as possible. I'm sticking to my story of, so we've been dealing with this for a couple of weeks now, and this is the first fucking time I've ever heard this guy. Yeah, well, it, this was this came out on the 11th. Supposedly he did this interview on the 11th, which was, you know, uh, for us recording this a, a while ago, but this was, it would have been 10 days after the shooting. Yeah. When he did this interview, and then the next time anybody ever heard of him was on Ellen's show. I'm just not buying it. 
let's not watch any more of that. Let's, yeah, I want to watch what this is from the Ellen show. Let's Thank you both for is. being here. And uh, first of all, how are you both doing? I'm doing better each day, um, slowly but surely, just uh, healing physically and mentally. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine that, that you relive that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And how are you doing, Stephen? Definitely, it's definitely hard. Uh, as each day passes, though, uh, we're working to, to get over this. Okay. So, Jesus, you're the security officer, and, uh, and, uh, and you were called to check on a door that was, I guess when a door is left open for a certain amount of time, you're, you're supposed to go check on it, right? Yes, we got notifications making sure that uh, uh, to secure them, or if they were already been secured, just uh, making that uh, that check on the doors. Okay, so you were going up the fire escape to get there? Uh, via the stairwell. From, mm -hmm. I was coming from the 31st up to the 32nd. Right. Uh, when I approached the door, uh, it didn't open, and it, it was blocked off, so I had to reroute. Um, Is that a normal thing, that the door at the fire escape, or the stairwell would be blocked off? No, they're always supposed to remain open. Right. And so... Um, after I would drop down and then came back through the hallway. Uh, and then I approached the room, got into the door. Uh, there was a metal bracket holding the door in place. Right. So what we're talking about... All right. Well, so a little thing happened there. Yeah, he touched his back. Touched his back, which was either a cue for Ellen to, all right, just pull your fucking map out and you start talking some more because he's about to fuck this up. Right. Or... They made it seem like he was, like, comforting him. Well, you don't need to comfort the fucking guy. He's a grown man. Yeah, and it's Sorry. not like he was breaking up or anything. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like he was it, starting to cry. You know, so that up. was really kind of weird. Right? It was really oddly placed. Here, just so everybody's clear. Okay, so this is where the, the hotel room was, where the shooter was. This is the stairway, where, and this door here was blocked, and you didn't know that till you came up in the, in, through the elevator and went through this door and saw that there was something blocking that door. And, and when you saw that, did you think, that's weird, why would somebody put brackets on a door? Yeah, that, that's just uh, out of the ordinary. That was the beginning? Yeah. Okay, and then... I have a question. Mm -hmm. You have cameras everywhere, but you never saw a fucking bracket get put on a goddamn door? Right. You're fucking insane, right? Like, mm -hmm. this is a clearly a lie. Yeah. And what she just said, so you came down the hallway and went in, okay, but you didn't, he was at the end of this hall in that suite, so was she talking about he was on the 32nd floor and went there, and that's when he started, I guess let's continue, let's yeah. see how what the narrative is. Are they kind of confusing? Mm-hmm. And you walk out of this, and this just slammed? Um, well... When I was in between that area, I was calling uh, security dispatch to get transferred to engineering. Uh, they didn't know anything about it, so uh, they dispatched an engineer to uh, go uh, verify what that was. Oh, so um, that's how they bring this guy into the mix. And at that time, I heard uh, what I assumed it was drilling sounds. And I, I believed that they were in the area working somehow. So you thought the drilling, it, they were gunshots, but you thought it was just drilling sounds? At first, uh, I think it was just drilling sounds. Right. So then, at what point did you get shot? What happens here? Um, as that door is closing, and it's so heavy, uh, it'll, it'll slam. I'm walking down this way, and I believe that's what uh, caught uh, the shooter's attention. Um, as I was walking down, 
Um, I heard rapid fire. Touching again. And at first, I, I took cover. I felt a burning sensation. I went to go lift my pant leg up, and I saw the blood. That's when I called it in on my radio that shots have been fired. And I was going to say that I was hit, but I uh, got all over my cell phone just to clear that radio traffic for they can coordinate uh, the, the rest of the call. So, so, it, so he shot... Maury just determined that that was a lie, what he just said there. See, uh, why do you need to clarify that you, you wanted to say that you were hit, but you wanted to keep the radio clear so they could coordinate? Bullshit. Mm-hmm. You would say, I just been hit. Everybody, 100% of people would just would be would say the fuck out they just got hit with I a, a shot. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't fucking, that's, so that's a lie. But it's because mm-hmm. they have no, people would want to hear that radio thing mm-hmm. of him saying that. But they don't have that because it didn't happen. It didn't happen, right. So, and you would, you wouldn't need to specify that in this. Right. It, it's an unnecessary thing that you would say. Right. You didn't even know he shot through this door, right? Yeah, from behind the door. I didn't know how he was shooting. Yeah. Uh, but he shot out. Right, so you didn't even know it was coming from here. So it's it's Stephen, at this point, so you're called up. You just think that you're coming to look at a door that's been blocked in the firewall, right? Yeah, I I didn't think anything uh, out of of the ordinary at the time. I came from a higher floor and came down a different hallway uh, service elevator. And I walked out and I rounded the corner for the 100 hallway. Hmm. That's how that video ends. Yeah. Um, sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. We could probably watch the whole thing, but I don't, I don't think, think it's point. necessary. Yeah. Um, anyways, I find it in- interesting that obviously they did the interview with Ellen, not his choice. Guarantee you it wasn't his choice. It's because Ellen has a deal with fucking MGM, right. and clearly MGM has some sort of a uh, connection with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I I find that whole thing interesting the the connection there. Yeah, that's very strange. Um, so, anyways, that's when he returns. Oh, and supposedly in this interview, Ellen does most of the talking for this guy. At the end, she wraps it up with um, one of these things where it's like, uh, um, you won't be doing any other interviews. This is the only interview you're doing. Kind of like saying, hey, don't bother this guy. This is the only. Why, why doesn't he say all that? Right. He doesn't say that. She says all this shit for him. Basically, she does all the talking for him. It's because she's been briefed on what to say, what not to say, what to right. let out, what not right. to let out. And, uh, you know, so clearly now she's involved in this bigger conspiracy. Um, now, here's another article. Exclusive analysis. Second shooter captured on video firing from rooftop of Mandalay Bay Convention Center? Question mark. A second shooter fires from an elevated position at 10.04 p.m. before Paddock fires his first fully automatic volley. Video appears to show. Okay. Are you curious? Yeah, fuck yeah. The purpose of this article is to open a real-time discussion and investigation into the very possibility that a second shooter may have been firing from an elevated position on the northeast corner of the rooftop of Mandalay Bay Convention Center from behind a raised parapet short wall. At... 308 and a half into the video, you can see what appears to be a single flash coming from above and beyond the rooftop of the Desert Oasis Motel, just to the left of the most eastward Ferris wheel support post. Then approximately uh, 2.26 seconds later, at nearly 3.11, the sound of the shot can be heard. It's actually rather loud and appears to have caught the attention of a few people. 
Well, I guess let's have a look-see. So they want you right there. Oh wait, it's going from that. There, I heard it there. Yeah. I didn't see it though, I heard it. Yeah, those are, if I was there, it just sounded like firecrackers. Yeah. People. Yeah, people are leaving now. This is interesting. I've not seen this video. Yeah, me either. Get out of here! They're 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 safe behind the car. They're kicking them out. Never seen this one. I had that base. It's him walking, but oh fuck! Oh fuck! Those gunshots or helicopters? Those are gunshots. Where are they coming from? Because I don't see any muzzle flashes coming from Mandalay Bay. And you can clearly see Mandalay Bay in the fucking thing. You can see where the guy's room was at. Mm -hmm. But yet, no muzzles. You no. know, you don't see any of the flashing coming from there. Hey, where are you? Where are you guys at? Where What's are you at? this guy filming on? I don't know, because he's on his phone, too. Uh, I'm already out. I'm right here. Okay, I'll be out right now. There's gate five. Okay, uh, meet me back at the hotel right now. All right. All right, go, go, go. This is weird because he's filming, but yet he's on a phone. Does he have two phones? Yeah, that or he's got a, he's got a camera. I mean, he's got like a GoPro, maybe. Yeah, no. Yeah, it could be a GoPro with the edges of the the screen kind of concave there. It could be a GoPro. But I didn't think you could get GoPros into concerts like this. Maybe you snuck it in.
But why didn't it start at the very beginning of the video? Just because it was just regular fine shit? Well, because they wanted, they wanted to put it right before right. the thing. So that you didn't have to watch three minutes of fucking bullshit. All right. Three minutes well, of Trey Let's, let's continue reading, yeah. Uh, Jason Aldean. The shooter's vantage point. After doing an extensive analysis on the matter, I have determined that what looks slash sounds like a muzzle flash slash gunshot likely came from the northeast corner of the rooftop on the Mandalay Bay Convention Center which is 848 yards, or 2,545 feet, away from where the videographer was located at the precise moment the shot is fired. Okay. So we're looking at... So it's coming from over here. The convention center, not the 32nd floor of the hotel, but the convention center. Because mm. here's where they're saying the shooter was at, right in here, right. Dave. And that was way back here, which is even further... And that's where he was at. That that's an almost impossible shot right there, because there's other shit in the way. Yeah, that's it's an impossible shot. Well, anyways, that's that's from his vantage point. But even from here, that's a that's hard to hit people. Here, you'd hit the fucking stage. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, the shooter's line of sight to where the video captured the muzzle flash sound of the shot. Okay. Following two images give an overview of the shooter's vantage point. This is what the shooter would have been able to see. Oh, wow. Yeah, because there's the little risers. That's where it's all at. That's tough. From this vantage point, it would be easier from the fucking hotel room. Oh, yeah, because it's just right down there. All right. Yeah. And that's even further back, so it'd be like right here in that picture. Okay. At a range of 848 yards, the sound from the shot would take 2.26 seconds, traveling at uh, 1,125 feet a second to register in the video camera's microphone, just as it does in the video. It's a match. Okay. So well, they've done the math there, assuming it's right. Right. All right. Uh, in the following image, the two Ferris wheel support poles can be seen in the background to the left and beyond the poles. The venue can be seen. See, I was looking for that in the shot to see where they were talking about. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I'm confused by that, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, right there. But what the fuck does that have to do with anything? That's in the video oh, yeah, the, right that you're watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now that you see that, they're, they're there. Okay. Anyways, um, you can view the full thing three-hour timeline analysis. Okay, but we already done, did that in the previous episode. The entire intelligence into the Las Vegas shooting can be found here. Alright, so then... So there's but just some charts and stuff to, you know, connect everything. Alright, so there's that. It was an interesting little video. I'd be curious to watch the rest of it. But Yeah. Um, Alright, so then... Now, a couple more here. Remember that... Uh, that video I showed you inside Tropicana with the SWAT yeah, guys. Yeah, Do you have more information on that one, though? Yeah. Good. Because I'm sure that was a pretty big question there. All right. I showed that to some people at work, and they were flabbergasted. Yeah, because why isn't that being talked about? Mm -hmm. Well, you don't want to talk about it, but here's why. FBI used strike team to confiscate key surveillance footage from the Tropicana on the night of the massacre. 
Oh. As bullets continue to rain down on a crowd of concertgoers at the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival, a seven-man SWAT team led by the FBI was sent to the Tropicana Hotel to confiscate key video surveillance footage that recorded an unobstructed view of supposed shooter Stephen Paddock's room, according to a bombshell new piece published by True News. The incident in question was actually captured on a cell phone by Cerritos, California resident Jay Palomo, uh, with the footage going viral immediately upon its release and leading many to believe that this was evidence of an attack at the Tropicana Hotel itself. Interestingly, according to sources quoted by True News, the footage apparently didn't show a team of law enforcement officers sweeping the hotel for fears of an active shooter. Rather, it literally caught authorities as the actual attack was still taking place, storming a hotel to confiscate footage that could easily prove that their official story was complete nonsense. The report claims that a law enforcement official told the news outlet that the team included an FBI officer as well as six LVMPD officers who were drafted at the last minute. According to a senior law enforcement official involved in the investigation, the seven-man team was com- comprised of one FBI tactical officer standing in the back left of the formation and six officers from the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department who were drafted last minute for this impromptu raid, the bombshell report reads. Their mission, according to the senior official, was to secure the video footage being captured from the Tropicana south-facing external surveillance cameras, which recorded an unparalleled high-definition view of the massacre from beginning to end. That's right, as Stephen Paddock was still reportedly spraying into the crowd of horrified concertgoers, a tactical team was sent to a nearby hotel to immediately confiscate footage that could prove what actually happened. Now, here's my question there. Wow. If he's still shooting from the 32nd floor... Why do you show up to take the footage before the shooting has stopped? Unless he wasn't shooting from the 32nd floor. But you'd be able to see from the video that there were guys on the ground doing the shooting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I would like to see what the camera, the south-facing exterior camera, is looking at. Like I'd like to see what that sees. Yeah. Well, I'll continue reading. This truly does have all the hallmarks of a classic deep state false flag operation. Many who have seen the footage have wondered who the seemingly civilian-like people are in the back of the tactical team while also questioning what one of the men was carrying. The True News report adds context to this as well. So you remember the... Yeah, dude in the jersey and the dude in the suit? Yeah. All right. Regarding the two additional individuals seen in the back of the police formation in the Tropicana, the senior official confirmed they were employees of the hotel and that the bag the man was man in shorts was carrying contained between 2.5 and 3 million in casino chips. This report also dovetails with another recent revelation that the FBI had deleted all videos and messages from the phones and laptops of numerous eyewitnesses. According to multiple reports, as well as additional sources cited by InfoWars, people who worked at the Route 91 festival where the mass shooting took place have had their phones and laptops returned to them by the FBI only to find that all their videos and messages from the night of the horrific attack have been completely wiped clean, reported the Daily Sheeple. All right, one thing on that real quick. Snopes did a fact check on the, uh, did the FBI wipe the phones of Las Vegas massacre eyewitnesses? Oh, my God. They have determined it is unproven, which means it's 100% true. True, yep. All right, and they can't say that it's false because they could then be, you know. In deep shit. Um, So that's why they put unproven, because instead of just putting fact, which it is, Mm -hmm. they have to put unproven because they are part of the fucking narrative people that, you know. All right. The article continues, a Facebook status update by a Las Vegas resident who worked 
the festival reads, A bunch of people that worked the Route 91 said they got their cell phones back today. They all said that their phones are completely wiped clean. All messages and info from that weekend are completely gone. Whether it be officials openly changing their timeline at least three different times, literally dozens of eyewitness reports that claim more than one shooter, or the muzzle flashes coming from helicopters over the scene, there remains an extraordinary amount of unanswered questions regarding the worst mass shooting in American history. Amazingly, we can now apparently add the FBI leading an armed SWAT team through a nearby hotel to confiscate surveillance video to the list. So is that why you said that? Was that a helicopter? Yeah. Because... There's lots of shit coming out about helicopters that were these black helicopters that were circling the area and were shooting. Really? That's news too. What the shit, dude? Um, but so hang on. Let, let me let me let's wait. Okay. Uh, so we I don't forget to cover that. I'll bring that up. Uh, wow. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, but before we get into that, let me pull up this one. Vegas smoking gun footage shows 17 ambulances pulling bodies out of Hooters the night of the massacre. What? Yeah, more you haven't fucking heard about. Yeah. Video footage captured the night of the October 1st massacre reveals the LVMPD and FBI are withholding key details about what actually transpired. On the night of October 1st, YouTuber Benjamin Frakes and his friend had just grabbed some tacos and were headed back to their hotel room at the MGM when they noticed a separate disturbance at the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana. Oops. Alright, so... Las Vegas Boulevard there's, there's and Gassan, Tropicana. Right there. And this is Las Vegas Boulevard, I believe, right here. So, right in there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Sorry. For listeners at home, I'm pulling up a map, so if you want, pull up a map of the Vegas Strip and you can follow along. Fifteen minutes later, from the leisure of his hotel room, Franks managed to capture bombshell video footage which shows a total of 17 ambulances removing human bodies from Hooters, contradicting the official story told by Clark County Sheriff Joseph Lombardo. Quote, they are just pulling so many bodies out of that Hooters, a man's voice can be heard saying at the 24-second mark. I don't know if people are dead, I don't know if people are just injured, they just keep pulling them out, though. Something definitely happened at Hooters, though. Okay, well, watch the video at the end of the article. Okay. It must have happened at Hooters, dude, because they're all showing up there, he said. It looks like most of them are at Hooters. Hooters Casino and Hotel is located at 115 East Tropicana Avenue, which is just northeast of the venue where the Route 91 Music Festival is being hosted. Okay. And in this, you can see the layout of everything. Here's uh, MGM... Hooters. This is where the festival so Mandalay Bay is over here. Luxor's right here. Okay. Good times. The police and FBI are, are lying. Frank's footage is absolute proof that the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department and the FBI are lying to the general public and have not been forthcoming about all the events that occurred that night. The YouTuber wrote in his October 21st post, um... Me and my buddy went to Vegas for two days. This was our first day there and had been out on the strip earlier, but drove to Circus Circus later on. We had just gotten tacos when we finally reached Tropicana, and Las Vegas Boulevard is when we saw everyone running and all the police. We were lucky to get to the MGM parking garage and into our room about 15 minutes later, and that's when the vid- this video starts. We had no idea what was going on. 
the following video was captured inside Hooters after the shooting and shows what appears to be human bodies covered with towels and sheets. The man filming can be heard saying that Hooters is locked down and that there are just there are bodies just everywhere. In the video, it even looks as if blood can be seen on at least one. However, the status of people is unknown. We'll watch that video as well. Yeah, yeah. An October 14th IntelliHub report documents how an eyewitness named Rick Ardito explained on a podcast that one of his friends, Shannon Humphrey, who was momentarily separated from Ardito that night, had witnessed a solo SWAT guy enter the back door of Hooters, the same building that Ardito said he witnessed people fleeing from. A few moments later, after the gunfire in the venue subsided, Ardito met back up with all five members of the group near a sign that they used for a landmark, which was located between Hooters and Motel 6. And that's when Ardito said that he saw a frantic stampede of people fleeing Hooters. There was a bunch of people trying to get the hell away from Hooters, so we did too, he explained, so we started running again. Ardito also pointed out that at one point of his group, uh, let's see, pointed out that at one point, one of his group members had witnessed SWAT guy enter Hooters through the back, which he thought was suspicious. The scene was fluid and rapidly changing. Nobody could be trusted. At one point, the group was told that a shooter had stolen a police car, which elevated concern. Which they had talked about on the yeah. one we watched. And yeah. I remember the guy in black oh, fatigues going black, into that yep. uh, Motel 6 uh, trailer, trailer park at, a, at the mobile home at the Motel 6. Yeah. This is so that we've got a lot of uh, connecting things here, mm-hmm. and and all that was from uh, the police scanner. All that information. Right, so right. we've got other. Th- it's interesting how the longer you wait, the more it kind of you can start to piece it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, chaos outside Hooters captured on video. A video posted to the Ronson in Sin, California. YouTube channel shows the moment people fled from uh, Hooters in panic. This is not a fantasy. It's real, folks. All right. Uh, the publisher, we can watch that one as well. The publisher explains in the video's description box that the place, which is Route 91, uh, was like a war zone and mentions that he went back to Hooters after running around for 30 minutes from gunmen. So we ran back to Hooters, the description explains. Right when we get in the lobby, someone yelled, run. Everybody ran, hid, barricaded, and dived over bars. So they, they they escape one mass murder or murder shootout and then they get to another one. Well, think about it. Everybody's running away from Mandalay Bay, which would be towards Hooters and all yeah, that. Yeah. And then if you have shooters that way, shooting everybody back. You yeah. go back and it's no matter back what direction forth, you yeah. were at, you were getting hit. And now if you add in helicopters, people on the ground shooting, you've got nowhere to go. Now, yeah, who would coordinate would something like that? You have to be. You have to have some military yeah, training to know how to background. do that, right? Mm-hmm. It's all tactical. Because normal humans that are just going to, or one guy in Mandalay Bay isn't going to be able to shoot at fucking nineteen different hotels. Yeah, no. I mean, I know he's got the teleporting machine, but it's got to go down at some point. All right, all right. And this matches up with what Hooters Hotel and Casino blackjack dealer Shonda Bennett told NPR the day after the shooting. Bennett said she heard shots outside of Hooters and confirmed dead bodies were in fact laying on the ground in front of Hooters. However, Bennett theorizes that the people who dropped dead in front of Hooters did so after running from the venue, even though eyewitness reports suggest gunfire came from within the proximity of Hooters, possibly out front. After all, why were people fleeing Hooters? There were people, there were bodies in the front of the casino that was just laying there. She said people that ran from the venue, they, they just died right there. So she's not, so she's a black tech dealer saying that nothing happened in, inside Hooters. Uh, she's saying she didn't. She's saying the people that were running or that were outside Hooters that were laying there, 
must have came from the thing. Yeah, she's basically yeah. she's not saying she saw anything or heard anything. She's just commenting on the. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Blood stains on the carpet. The next video shows blood stains on the carpet in Hooters lobby just outside of the elevator shaft as people panic. A lot of blood at the twenty-three second mark. There's a lot of fucking videos in this page. Yep. So we got a lot to watch here. I can't yeah. wait. Um, quote, I know I'm all fun and games, but this shit ain't fucking games, the man filming explained while he briskly searched for an emergency exit to evacuate Hooters. When you hear fucking shots from a high-output rifle coming uh, from out of nowhere in the middle of a concert and people are ta- taking cover. The man was walking through Hooters after he had left the venue where he had, where he heard gunfire and saw people go down. Alright, shots were coming from Hooters MGM area. Another IntelliHub report, or which I authored October 16th, explains how an eyewitness named Gio Rios said that he heard shots coming from Hooters just after he and his girlfriend had jumped the north fence at the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival. This confirms with, without a shadow of a doubt that shots were in fact fired at Hooters. Quote, we ran straight to the back of the venue and there was like, a 10-foot fence, Rios explained. That's when Rios and his girlfriend climbed up and over the fence using a piece of an orange gate as a makeshift ladder. Rios said that they couldn't climb the fence without the makeshift ladder because the fence was covered with a green material that wouldn't allow you to grab it. There were two guys that were standing on the other side of the fence that were catching everybody. He said, one of them caught my girlfriend. Everyone who lived is a hero from that event, and I want to make that clear. There was a lot of beautiful things going on, a lot of people taking care of each other, he explained. Once the couple was over the fence, Rios said that he could hear shots coming from Hooters, the MGM area, in addition to the shots coming from Mandalay Bay. This was the very same area other eyewitnesses also heard shots being fired. Additionally, another man was hiding under his car in the Hooters parking lot when the chaos erupted. Uh, let's see here. Uh, also, a big hit, big hat tip to the High Impact Flicks YouTube channel has... Condense the footage in an excellent presentation of the facts. Um, so there's like 47 videos to watch. Yeah, so let's go back to the top. It's pretty much the end of that article, I believe. So, yeah, it was. All right, so this is the um, 17 ambulances showing up to Hooters. Okay. Okay. Holy oh, cow, it's a fucking hour-long video. It all happens at the 24-second mark. Yeah, well, we'll watch to the 24th. Oh, look at all the fucking shit there. Well, there's already a bunch there. It's really shitty quality, I can tell you that. Alright. So this is where they start pulling... So many bodies out of that Hooters. I don't know if people are dead. I don't know if they're just injured. They just keep on pulling them out, though. Here comes another ambulance. There's already been at least six ambulances that have left this Hooters. There goes one. Here comes another one. They got police all up and down the Vegas Strip. It looks like they got the Vegas Strip blocked up. I'd say... Yeah, and here comes another one, too. There's that one. Where the fuck's that one going? See that one just about to go off yeah. screen? Yeah. Right into a big he's turning around or what? Yeah, I think he went the wrong way. There's another one in the lot. Yeah. I want to jump ahead 11 minutes. So you hear the news in the background. Yeah. And they never once mentioned Hooters.
They're like, where were you guys at at this time? Getting 30 tacos. Call Jack. And oh, look at all those. Fucking. Yeah. I'm jumping way ahead in the video here. And it's the same. There's just fucking ambulances everywhere still, dude. Yeah. I mean, the positions kind of change. Yeah, they come and go. But they just keep showing up at Hooters. Yeah. So, was that like, you wanted everybody to run to Hooters, or did something happen at Hooters? Was like, that like the original place, where everything went down first? Yeah. Who I knows? Know. All right. It's interesting. And that's just an hour-long video of showing that. Yeah. All right. Now let's do the second video. This was the... Las Vegas shooting everybody locked in Hooters Casino. Okay. Oh, look at it. Yeah. See that? Yeah, dude, there's a bunch of people fucking... Like, covered up. Covered up with sheets laying on the floor right... But why are they just, people just walk around there, though? That doesn't make any sense, dude. No. Why would people, if they're getting shot at... This is crazy looking, though. It's like, like bodies just everywhere. So did they just kind of happen on the uh, the staged event? You know what I mean? You know those live people that are just waiting for it to happen? I mean, there's still people playing slots, but there's people everywhere just... They just look fake. Did you hear what he just said? Yeah. Well, for one, you're not supposed to film in a fucking casino. Right, right. I'm glad he did. That's weird because the whole that whole thing is weird. There's people laying, like, with their heads covered. You don't usually cover a head with a blanket or a towel unless, unless they're, they're dead. dead. Yeah. And there were people, like, a row of, like, five people mm-hmm. underneath some slot machines. The chairs were moved, and they were just there. Now, if you had just been shot... And you ran or running away and you had been shot. You wouldn't run into a casino and go away beneath a fucking right. slot machine and then cover your... And then, what, they... You know what I mean? Just die? Yeah. That's kind of weird. That part doesn't really... Uh... Yeah, that was really weird, dude. All right. Uh, let's watch the next one. This is people running... Out of Hooters? Out of Hooters. So this is be where all the ambulances were parked. Should be, yeah. Why does he keep saying that? Yeah. No one knows what to do. Hey, listen. Listen. Okay. They're good, right? Yeah, they're good. You just so you can see MGM over there. So all the ambulances parked outside front there, but they're not there yet. Right. We don't know if they're going to be in there. We got a better chance of running. There are people walking from uh, don't run with the, crowd. the venue don't run with the crowd. coming through there. Yeah. A lot of people. Why, why go inside? They're trapped if you go inside. You don't know where we're going. <laughs> There's one ambulance there coming in. 
Yeah. Yeah, you don't know where to go. No one knows where to go. Stay away from crowds. Well, it was weird. It was all quiet and everything was cool, and then all of a sudden, people started like running. I didn't, you didn't hear anything. I didn't hear any pops or anything, no. But it's like all of a sudden everybody freaked out for some reason. Mm-hmm. People everywhere running. No one knows where to go. People running this way. Fuck that, we should just smart and go that way, dude. Look, look where the coppers are going. You say copters? Yeah. This guy isn't always a friend. That's the end of that. Saying they're feds, they're feds. So are they talking about the helicopters? They said fence. Oh, they said those are the feds. Okay. Andalay Bay has 63 floors. The head dude was almost to the top. There was not yeah. another 30 fucking floors. Alright, here's the uh, bloodstains on the carpet video. Alright, everybody's in the panic. I'm alright. People are cool now. The shooting took place in the fucking concert. Back to the hotel. And, uh... We're all trying to go. We're not touching the button. We're not touching the button. Relax. The door is... Right on the floor there. Yeah. The door's not... Nobody's touching the button. It's, it's over... It's over capacity. Don't go through the elevators. Just try to go through the stairs. Trying to find the staircase around here. There's no shit is labeled. We're just trying to get back to our room. People are in a fucking panic. He didn't even comment on the blood. You want the water? Here, here, just take some water. So many flannels. Where's the security guy pulling chairs off to the side? Yeah. Well, trying to find a uh, staircase right here to go up to. The stairs is always in the far right. They told us they wouldn't go up. They wouldn't go up? Yeah, apparently my tower's not in that area. I'm at 808. I like how this fucking security knows their uh, emergency exits. I wish they were time coded so I could know when all the people were laying around. Yeah. Well, 
this the floor here in this video was a lot busier than that other video. Mm-hmm. That other video looked like it was a ghost town kind of. Yeah, no, it was quiet. You're going down. What? Oh, he's back at the Rob, fucking. Hey, go to your room. Just go to your room. Go to your room. Scared. I can't be in here. It's alright, it's alright, it's alright. Just the safest place you can be right now. This is the safest place. I told you I can't do this. I can't. Come on. I can't. My closet. People like that are fucking annoying. Yeah. They're fine. Fuck you, bitch. See ya. No more people. No more people. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Look at me. No more people. No elevator. I can't. I'm getting annoyed because yeah. I hate people like that. Like, yeah. okay, you're not handling this well, so just shut the fuck up. Yeah, sure. let, Go let, find a corner. Let grown folk handle this shit. I don't know. I need my babies. I need my all this dumb shit. I'm sorry. I don't want to sound like an asshole now, but. You people that react like that are fucking retarded. No, I agree 100%, dude. <laughs> I don't understand. It's fucking retarded. Like. What's next? I'm so glad I don't. my mind doesn't think like that during crisis. Or I just can't fucking like. Right. Other than just repeating the same stupid shit over and over and over again that doesn't matter. has nothing to do with anything. You know what I mean? Be like, I wonder when the Cubs game. I wonder when the Cubs game. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know? It's weird. All right, what do you got here? I don't know what this one is. Oh, this is I'm a literally under a fucking vehicle in the parking lot. These gunmen are apparently shooting out in the street. People are running. We're hiding. We're trying to get out. What the fuck is he doing? I think he just climbed no, out from his car. Yeah, We're in the Hooters Casino. There's a fucking shooter going on. People are running everywhere, trying to get to my room. Hey, is it all right to get into the casino? Take cover inside. Take cover inside. Is there some uh, staircase to go up to the eighth floor or something? Is staircase to get up? Just to yeah, yeah, they'll be to the right. You got an elevator and stuff working. Are they working or not? Yeah, they're still working. Is this the same guy as the last video? I don't know. Because this guy's going to the eighth floor too. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's his first version. People got shot, and it's not fucking cool. Yeah, I think it is the same guy. People are scared. Oh, thank you, bro. Fuck. Everybody's running. We're taking cover in the room. It's all right, dude. We're heading back. Hey! Hey, go. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta take a second. We gotta take a second. Yeah, we're back at the fucking elevators. Yeah. Alright, so this is the video before the last video we just right. watched. It's like the first part of it. Alright, and then here is. Alright, let's see. Oh, 
Let's just see what this is. The night of October 1st in Las Vegas, there were tens of thousands of people crammed within a one or two block radius of the supposed shooting. Let's just say there were 30,000 people is a very conservative guess. If just 90% of them had cameras on them, and you know in this day and age of technology they did, that's 27,000 people with phones ready to take that next selfie or grab a quick pic of the food they're about to eat so they can share it with their friends on Instagram. Now, in the panic and melee of the crowd frenzy, let's just say that only 10% of those had maintained the presence of mind to record the event. That's 2,700 different people from 2,700 different locations recording the sights and sounds of what happened in Vegas on October 1st. In my research on this event, I've seen a lot of video footage, and I bet you have too. But I haven't seen 70 different recordings that night, let alone 2,700 recordings. My bet is that as time goes on, we'll see more and more people uploading the content of their phones to the internet. Every piece of information we get is just one more piece of the puzzle. And that brings me to a video that was just uploaded to YouTube by Benjamin Franks. His video is taken from the perspective of the MGM Grand Hotel across the street from Hooters. Benjamin is facing south with the concert event area in Mandalay Bay to his southwest. According to the video at the 27 second mark, Benjamin says they're pulling bodies out of Hooters. They're just pulling so many bodies out of that Hooters. I don't know if people are dead. I don't know if they're just injured. At first, there were six ambulances that could be seen parked in front of Hooters. By the time you get to the five-minute mark, you can count 16 ambulances parked in a line with more speeding by. Now, I've compressed some of the time of this video here to give you a partial time lapse of the wow. activity below. This is the MGM Grand from around their perspective. Here's Hooters, and way over here is the event area with Mandalay Bay even further to the southwest. Now, I understand that police had certain areas... Oh, Tropicana's got such a good fucking perspective. Yeah, I know. This far away, and, and that's why they took the video from there. From inside Hooters. Why do we not see people flooding this parking lot right here, traveling north from the venue, or emergency personnel running south up this parking lot to the concert grounds to take care of the injured? Benjamin Franks deserves credit for filming this. It may not have been his intention, but this is what independent journalism is all about. Let the camera roll and record history as it happens, mm -hmm. no filter, no edits. I'm not going to play Ben's whole video here because I want you to go over to his channel and give him some love. If you go over there, watch the entire video and maybe subscribe to his channel. We need more people who are willing to pull out their cameras and record things that really matter. When he and his buddy turn the TV on as they're recording the events going on across the street, listen to what they're saying on the news as the event goes down. It's pretty interesting. Especially listen to the people that they're interviewing who were at or near Mandalay Bay. Leave your thoughts for the world and the Google Thought Police in the comments section mm -hmm. below. Guys, if you enjoyed this video... Yeah, see, and that's... Oh, no, I'm curious. That's the thing. Well, yeah, if you want to sit for an hour... Well, and we never it. did find the video of the Tropicana, like if we can see what that video would show. Well, how would you? There's got to be something on the internet that shows, like, that camera that they're talking about of other shots of it somewhere. There's got to be something, unless they scrubbed it already. Come on, Dave. I know. You're smarter than that, aren't you? I know. Well, uh, all right. Let's see here. Well, I want to see more information on the helicopters. Well, I'm going to fucking see if I can find your video real quick. So we get the Swamp Team footage of a live shooter at Tropicana Hotel. Oh. 
clickbait. Yeah. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. What well, convinced me? So if you enjoyed this video and want to see more Shut content up, like this bitch. on the channel... Dick, I won't give you a fucking thing until I know you're fucking legit. I'm not going to give you a free plug until... What it is... Uh, we're, we're promoting to yeah. give her... So I uh, went back and found this video that I'd covered previously. This is... Uh, we don't need to have the audio, but if you find the B-roll. There was also SWAT team. It was at the Tropicana. No, this is what we've already seen. A very awkward... Mind you, SWAT team going through the Tropicana, the around the same time of the Vegas massacre. Yeah, this isn't security. And I say footage. it's an awkward. No, it's uh, all right. I'm glad I didn't give her any fucking free plug on that. Uh, we're obviously not gonna. It's weird that nobody fucking talks about that. Mm-hmm. Let's put in commenting on yet another video attempting to disprove reality. This one is supposed to show a shooter in an airplane because, I guess, reasons. It's hard to see, but the light directly above the purple light is supposed to be, it is probably a helicopter. Okay, here we go. Now let's go forward, and here we are at the first part of it that tells us we're across the street from somewhere, and we're above street level. And the lineup is that the cameraman is aligned up apparently with that sign in the parking lot and with the building across the way. This is pointing at the other part of the building, nice cornering, and now you see that it's at an angle to the building where the flashing light was from the, it's the strobe on a, on a helicopter if anybody's curious, but again, strobes equal muzzle flashes. But where's the Mandalay Bay? Oh, let's look a little further over. There's a Mandalay Bay right behind I'm not the pyramid. Sure what he's showing me really no, yeah. Illuminati symbology, whatever. Anyway, as you might be able to understand, cameras can be made to focus pretty nicely so that you can get a very distorted view of things. Let's fix this a little bit. <clears throat> this is a Google Street View showing approximately the same angle on West Harmon Avenue, right next to where this uh, where this above area was. That building across the way there is in in frame. Now this is a little further back, like ten feet. And now you can see the pyramid structure just barely peeking out. So that's about the same angle. So we look at that angle, and you notice it's almost due south, but it's at a slight angle. Um, let's look at a map. Okay? All right. Bam. I like this guy. That's where the image was taken. It's at 36.1 by 115.182 or so. It's in the Las Vegas Casino host, blah, blah, blah. It's in the Panorama Towers. That's the exact location the person was at, most likely. I'll include a link. And it was on West Harmon Avenue and Dean Martin Drive. The address will be below. Next, up in the extreme upper left-hand corner, for scale, is the Panorama Towers. Then there's the Mandalay Bay at the end of that squiggly line because Google Street View and Google Road Planning can't do a straight line to save its soul. I there's the Mandalay the Bay if you're curious. Also. 
Yeah. There you are. There's your data, right? Okay. What's this big um, bent L-shaped angle bracket thing sitting here on the screen that's taking up a huge amount of real estate? It's called a fracking airport. Yeah, you filmed an airplane, or, or more accurately, probably was a helicopter. I don't care which one. They have strobes on them. Strobes are not muzzle flashes. <laughs> I see what he's getting at. The Las Vegas helicopter strobe over McCarran International Airport video was filmed from the Panorama Towers at 4525 Dean Martin Drive, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yada, yada, yada. At a, you know, there's a GPS. No Sean Mega. That's Make America Great Again, a.k.a. Georgia Dirt Road, a.k.a. Shannon Mega. What is it with conservative Sean. bias and posting fake stories? Yeah. Okay, so this guy, he was... He's, I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to say there was no helicopters, that it was an airport. or It's right by the airport. It was just yeah. somebody coming there going Well, by. you can't fly helicopters over the fucking airport when they're flying, taking off, landing, and all that. Right. Uh, you know, I, I won't discredit that guy's theory because, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, they're right um, by the airport. I get that. All right, hang on. That was that one. I'm trying to figure out. I got so many fucking pages open here. All right. Yeah, we still haven't got to the whole ISIS yeah. gun deal thing. Well, that's where we're going to end. Or we'll get, you know, that's like the uh, the end thing here. Uh, the end game. Um, hang on. Let's see what this is. Because I, I kind of want to... Maybe they change the Vegas investigation altogether. Hang on. Let's see. Suspicions that there's more... I guess let's just watch and see what this says. Oh my god! <laughs> just every day, it just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah, turn so up to now the people are starting to ask. We asked this day one. Why did it take so long to stop him? New disclosure shows a casino guard alerted hotel to gunmen before Vegas massacre. And again, where are all the other people? No one else is on the 32nd floor. No one else is on the 31st floor when he lit up the entire hallway allegedly. Jesus Christ, that's loud. Yeah, he wasn't a second ago. <laughs> okay, you know what? I forgot to give the crew this link, but this is actually key. This is from Las Vegas Review Journal. This was published on September 17th, 2017. Headline, Officials say Las Vegas needs to be ready for disasters. And now here's a direct quote from this story. American Red Cross volunteer Bill Dahlquist said the two main disaster situations Las Vegans should be prepared for are terrorist threats and earthquake. Earthquakes. Is this just another strange coincidence that they were warning people in Las Vegas to be ready for terrorist events, terrorist threats? This was right after the famous 4chan post was made. I believe that was made on September 10th, guys. And then a week after that, where some anonymous poster on 4chan says they're getting ready to do a series, I forget the exact name of events, um, hyper something events, something like that, emergency events. They're preparing Las Vegas specifically. And then this is printed on September 17th, that Las Vegas... Citizens need to be worried about terrorist threats. Okay. Now, 
Let's get into the newly developing holes in the official narrative, which has truly fallen apart. No one's buying it. And I think the key mm -hmm. thing about this... No one. <laughs> and who knows what, what the Department of Justice is thinking or what Trump's White House is really thinking about this. They honestly haven't said too much. But if they try to do something like this again, if they try a mass terror attack again or a mass shooting or, or, or something along these lines... They're not going to get away with it. No one buys the lone gun theory, lone gunman theory as it is. If they try to pull off another something like this, people are going to start looking right at the top. Now, this is crazy. You recall, I believe, the Tuesday or the Wednesday after the Vegas shooting, we came on air and reported that the shooter's homes, his multiple homes, were not being guarded by police. There was no police tape. There was no security. There was nothing. Thought that was very shocking. Why? For obvious reasons, someone could break in and foil up the scene. Well, guess what? That's exactly what happened. Las Vegas shooters Reno home broken into. The FBI is now revisiting. How convenient is that? So let me guess. The FBI goes in, says, remove this, remove this, remove this, remove this, remove this, remove this, remove this. Someone, and then leaves, tells Las Vegas police not to worry about it. I don't know, maybe they're running a sting. But they're not going to report that because they're just going to report that the home gets broken into and now the FBI is going back. Oh, well, we'll go back now. Now we got our crime scene. Now we got our crime scene. Uh, I guess that's how the FBI is going to address that. Reminds me of uh, San Bernardino. It's just, I, I mean, I the only. I was confused by that. Uh, you said that they were sitting in that guy's house before no. the shooting. No, this was after the shooting. Okay, that's this was the confused. Wednesday, a Tuesday or Wednesday after the one. The shooting was on Sunday. Right. So then Tuesday or Wednesday the guy's house gets broken into he's saying why didn't they knew who it was on sunday monday at the latest monday morning who was a shooter supposedly right so why not go to his house that day and at least have it blocked off or whatever under surveillance or, or you know not under surveillance but like just someone there somebody there to make sure no one breaks and instead it gets broken into and then oh now they'll show up is what he's getting at gotcha, okay. after the fact. Like, I was confused on the timeline. Like after either stuff could be planted or removed. Mm -hmm. uh, that seems a little fishy too. Yeah, it's pretty. Point is, everything's fishy about this. Yeah, every single thing they've done. This talking. thing smells like a really stinky pussy. <laughs> you know what I mean? This whole thing. So now, so are we done with that video then? If I have, it's fucking 23 minutes. You want oh, to, yeah, that yeah, long. I don't want to watch the whole yeah. thing. I mean, everybody can go find this shit for themselves. We're trying to do like a condensed yeah, 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 whatever yeah. here. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, did you ever hear that ISIS came out and said that they were behind it early on? They claimed him right away. Yeah. yeah. Said this was, this was our, our guy. This we was did our it, guy, yeah. yeah. And they don't normally do that unless it is something that they do. <clears throat> right. All right, now this article is from way early on, October 6th. Five days. 
Massive evidence Mount's Vegas shooting was an ISIS attack. A clear picture of what happened is coming into focus. Now, remember, this is five days after the fact. All right? Yes, this is a long time ago at this point. Suspected Las Vegas shooter Stephen Paddock maintained deep ties to ISIS suggests new evidence as a clear picture of what actually happened comes into focus. Here's the takeaways from the evidence so far. One, Paddock had been radicalized either f- for real or as part of a cover as he had the hallmarks of an intelligence agency cutout. Intelligence agencies were behind the rise of ISIS. Number two, Paddock worked for a major aerospace company which had connections with Skunk Works and he held multiple pilot licenses. Number three, there was more than one shooter and Paddock was clearly not acting alone. Number four, Paddock was spending millions of dollars a year as an apartment complex manager while traveling the world and was a frequent guest guest at casinos. And interestingly, casinos are one of the few legal places where someone can still launder money. You exchange money for chips, no questions asked, and even if you lose 20 or 30% from gambling, the casino gives you the rest of your money back when you turn in your chips. Number five, there is a major cover-up of the shooting that is frustrating state and federal-level investigators who are being roadblocked by deep state insiders, sources told InfoWars. Number six, there were over 20 firearms transported into Paddock's room in a casino, which is under constant surveillance, even in the hotel rooms themselves. Notice how the mainstream media was so quick to claim Paddock was a lone operator the morning after the shooting despite the clear, this clear discrepancy. Number seven, evidence is suggesting that Paddock was possibly a gunrunner for an intelligence agency, which would explain all the guns and the other aforementioned oddities surrounding the shooting. Even his radicalization would still fit into that narrative. Remember, former CIA director John Brennan was rumored to have converted to Wahhabi, Wahhabism. Or Wahhabism. Uh, this video lays out all the evidence indicating there was more than one shooter. We can maybe watch that here in a second. Uh, and as we reported earlier, a former Trump campaign official said he, he was leaked information from high-level sources that Las Vegas Massacre gunman Stephen Paddock w- made an ISIS propaganda tape. That's interesting. Right? That's new, yeah. While InfoWars does not outright endorse the veracity of the official's, official's claims, there there's other evidence which similarly emphasizes Paddock's ties to ISIS. After FBI source told them horrors that photos taken in the Middle East and Antifa literature was found in the suspect's hotel room, Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo hinted the shooter may have been radicalized and wasn't acting alone. And it wasn't until after InfoWars reported, reported the Middle Eastern photos that officials revealed Paddock's girlfriend had visited Dubai. And there's a picture here mm-hmm. of her in Dubai. Clearly there's more than one shooter, FBI sources confirmed to InfoWars, and one of the shooters was firing at fuel tanks near the concert in an attempt to ignite them. Okay. So that's the uh, fuel tank there in that picture. All right. Also, law enforcement sources believe the unidentified couple who told concert goers they were all going to fucking die if they didn't leave were likely part of the group behind the shooting, but later got cold feet and were trying to warn others of the impending massacre. ISIS featured a photo of the Mandalay Bay Hotel drenched in blood on the cover of its latest newsletter, and the terrorist group also claimed Paddock was radicalized six months before. Wow. That's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's fucked up, really. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, all right. So basically, this is the. Let's see. 
What is this? I'm confused by what we're looking at. After ISIS claimed Vegas, I was waiting for them to release NABA, their weekly newsletter, to see if anything new emerged. NABA is out. 154, October 5th, 2017. Okay, it's got all that information. That's her tweet of the picture of the NABA. Yeah. Got it now. Um, New York Times correspondent Rukmini Kalamaki even admitted that ISIS has rarely claimed attacks that were not by either their members or sympathizers. As far as the Antifa connections we reported on Tuesday, how members of Antifa are receiving military training in the Syrian Civil War as part of a dark triad between Antifa, anarcho-communist Kurds, and Kurds linked to ISIS. Supposedly they found a bunch of uh, Antifa material in the room as well. Yeah, I remember that. All right. Um, And that's pretty much the end of that article, it looks like. So... I, I'm sure there's more shit we could fucking watch and all this. Do we want to see what this video says here? Yeah. Let's just see what it says. I don't know. Oops. How long is it? Uh, oh, it's an hour. Maybe we don't want to watch it. I wonder how much of it is. get into all that. What about this? That's 40 minutes. Jesus Christ. Does he not have like a five minute video anymore? No. It's hard to because when you're trying to explain everything yeah, there's it's so much going hard on. to fucking yeah. how long is this one? This one's two minutes. Let's watch this one. All right. This is about the Antifa and stuff. Why am I not? Oh, I have sound off. <laughs> Members of Antifa are secretly crossing into Syria to receive military training from Kurdish militias as part of a dark triad between Antifa and arco-communist Kurds and Kurdish members of ISIS. As researched by Syrian Girl, a frequent contributor to Infowars.com, the U.S.-backed Kurdish People's Protection Units have anarcho-communist ties, which attracts European and American Antifa to come join them in their fight in Syrian civil war. In short, foreign fighters are flying into Turkey and then illegally crossing into Syria without being noticed. And security agencies around the world are concerned that these Antifa members are going to bring the revolution home once they return. And FBI sources who spoke to Infowars.com revealed the Antifa literature and photos taken in the Middle East which were found in the hotel room of the suspected Las Vegas shooter. Now to give a backstory, the U.S. military under the Obama administration was giving weapons and military training to Kurdish militias under the guise of fighting ISIS. However, the training the U.S. military provided them is now being taught to Western members of Antifa. Just take a look. Western Antifa groups have posted photos of their fighters holding up Kurdish flags along with the Antifa flag in Syria. Germany in particular is already reeling from Antifa members and Kurdish militant groups working together in the country. Furthermore, thousands of Germans have crossed into Syria to fight alongside the Kurds. So no surprise then when you see these same Antifa members committing violence against right-wing groups at rallies in Germany. And it's worth pointing out the Kurds themselves are not a homogeneous group, with the majority of them being Sunni Muslim, with some of them even joining ISIS. So this is an extreme form of blowback. The Syrian civil war, fueled by the U.S. deep state, is now fermenting into a globalist-driven civil war here in America. This is Kit Daniels with Infowars.com, and you can find me on Twitter at KitDaniels1776, or on... Okay. 
so we know that uh, ISIS was at the very least funded and probably created by uh, CIA. We know that they were funded right. by like the Obama administration and all that through like these things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if ISIS is making claim to this, which we've heard numerous times that they don't claim things they weren't behind, right? then that would mean they were behind it, or at least they radicalized this right. guy, got this guy somehow. Uh, this guy was seen at anti-Trump rallies, rallies right. okay, in the months prior. So let's put this together. If he's an anti-Trumper, mm-hmm. he's him and his girlfriend, has, or at least she, was in Dubai and all this, uh, uh, all this. Okay, so he's got this. Let's say he was turned. Okay. All right, normal citizen. Yep. Not to become uh, not liking Muslim, what's Muslim, going on right. in this country. He decides, you know, I'm gonna fucking. Or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's also got a weird, interesting history with like only having only government jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of strange. Working like, you know, he worked for the IRS. He worked for uh, Skunk Works. He worked for, you know, all, all this shit. That's all like, it's all government. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he gets radicalized. Let's just say he's. So he's doing this in the name of what ISIS or whatever, and ISIS was funded and created by our government right. to have somebody to fight. It's it's same same like basically right. Mm-hmm. I mean it's kind of well known that we will create our enemy so that we can just continue the the, uh, the war. The uh, yeah, well it's the the war the um, military industrial complex, right? Mm-hmm. You have to continue that. Because that's what that's what they know. That's like their thing. You know, if you don't have an enemy to fight, you have no need to have a military. I mean, you you can have a military, but there's no need to like keep pumping money into it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're basically is that my dog? Yeah. Oh, I had the door shut, and she's outside the door whining and (laughs) wants in here probably to lay down. Anyways, um, I just kept hearing this like little. She's getting tortured by the ISIS. Yeah. That's funny. All right. <laughs> so we create ISIS to fight ISIS. Then this attack happens. ISIS claims it. But we're behind ISIS, so we inevitably attacked ourselves here Through. for what reason? That's the thing is I... I don't know the reason. It's more to push the gun control thing, or what, what the fuck are they just trying to get Trump out? Because this is the worst shooting massacre in the history of the United States, and Trump's president. So they're well, the fact that Hillary comes right out after the fact and wants more gun laws, mm-hmm. of course, like like within hours. Yeah, yeah she wants hours. more gun laws, and then you have um, they're they're blaming this shooting on all right wing gun owners. Mm-hmm. Well, you were shooting a crowd of right-wing gun owners because mm-hmm. most country, country. fans mm-hmm. are right-wing gun owners, and you mm-hmm. had them in a position where they didn't have their guns. 
Right, because they were in the venue that they couldn't have it. Exactly. In all the casinos and all the venues right. that they were at, yes. Now, so you can see the motive there. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, there's other theories that have been floated. All right, so I was trying to find the article, but I don't feel like spending hours and hours looking for it because so much is out there. Everything's been muddied. Oh, yeah, everything's all fucked There's... If, if you have listened to Alex Jones' Infowars and all this, shortly after this thing, like literally like the day after and mm-hmm. days after, Alex Jones had gotten a tip from what would be the FBI hostage response team, HRT, mm-hmm. who supposedly had entered the room and shot the Stephen Paddock. They were supposedly the ones that shot him, and they were the ones that found this all this Antifa and ISIS material in his room, and that's how all that information got out. Okay. Okay, they're the ones saying. Now, my, my question here being, why is a hostage response team going to that room? Right. Unless there was suspicions of a hostage. Well, We've not heard anything about a hostage because he's a lone gunman, all right? But right. in no other article are we getting anything about like unless the hostage response team responds to other things, but that's where he claims that was coming from. He has a well, source within that group, and this could be, and this is, could be why they're they're squashing the second person thing on the the receipt, saying the receipt was a bullshit. There was two guests on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they automatically assumed there was a hostage, or there may have been a hostage situation. They we all know the place was bugged like a son of a bitch all over up and down. They saw who got on the elevator when they got in the room and all that shit. Right. They know a lot more than they're saying, obviously. Right. So maybe there was a hostage situation and they're not telling us what's going on. So based on all things that you've heard, saw and all this, let's assume because you have to assume if you're dispatching a hostage response team that there's at least enough evidence that they know to justify because uh, you're, you're trying to save the hostage mm-hmm. correct mm-hmm. if they claim they shot Stephen Paddock only because he was shooting at them who was the hostage was Stephen Paddock the hostage or was he in that room as the hostage and somebody else was shooting I really honestly can't say. Um, now, let's go to the security guard. The security guard claims, or well, he doesn't claim. They claimed that over 200 shots were fired. Through the door. Through the door or the mm-hmm. wall or whatever at this guy. And only one hit him in the leg. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we've only seen one picture of the the room outside the room all taped up with caution or, you know, police mm-hmm. tape or whatever. And I don't know. You'd think you would see bullet holes up and down that hall or something. But should be up and down that hallway. Granted that, that, that door itself that, should have a huge fucking hole in it because he's got 200 fucking shots in it. Unless, and, and it seems odd, you wouldn't open the door completely and start shooting out of it. No, they're saying he shot through the door. Right. Well, then there should be something... There was drilling, but remember that other article said there was no hole that went all the way through. It was a drilling that had started, right. but didn't make it all the way through. So then, you know what I mean? And then where, all right, so then I have another question. You have cameras in every fucking hall 
in every hotel and casino, even not in Las Vegas, there's cameras right. up and down every hotel hall everywhere. They don't make hotels anymore without cameras. They have them right. everywhere, especially in Vegas. You never saw this guy put a bracket on a on a fucking fire door, mm-hmm. or a, a uh, not a fire door, a uh, door that goes to the, ho- the that will be your fire exit, mm-hmm. your a stairwell, which is. To me, you'd have a camera not only in the stairwell, but you'd in that old hall part yep. right there. You'd have a camera there. I'm sorry, you would. And if there yeah. isn't one, then obviously the your security measures. But that's bullshit because it's Vegas. There's cameras everywhere. Yeah. So the fact that w- apparently in the hours or days or minutes before this whole thing took place, let's say he literally put the bracket on minutes beforehand, you, you, you somebody wasn't watching the camera, apparently. Nobody watched... Anything, any activity right. in this hall, nobody uh, was allowed to clean this hall. Any rooms in this hall are on this floor. We got reports of that. Uh, you weren't able to see him setting up cameras outside his room, facing down the hall or whatever, right. which supposedly was there. Um, it's it's all fascinating. Then you have two windows broke out. Mm-hmm. Where'd the glass go? Right. I have no reports of glass hitting anything. I don't know if it would have landed on like a terrace or, or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been there, and you can't tell from the pictures. But you know, when I go, I'm going to go there in December, and I'm going to definitely go down there. I'm going to be spending some of that time oh, yeah. Yeah, looking absolutely. around. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be going to all these places. I probably shouldn't be saying it on the air, but you know, if they want to pick me off. They'll do it there, I guess. Right. Um, now let's jump over to. Uh, the uh, Motel 6. When you look at the map, right? everybody's running that direction. We've got the SWAT guy going into, in the back door, to just one SWAT guy. And we also had one guy going into a motor mobile home over by Ho- Motel 6, which is also right there by Hooters. So, a SWAT guy and man in black fatigues would be the same. Maybe he went into the mobile home after he got done shooting at the venue and then put his SWAT thing on and then decided to go into that. Right. We have reports of guys dressed as security guards leaving Mandalay Bay into MGM, through MGM, into Excalibur, from Excalibur into New York, New York, which is a straight line down the way. We have... Wasn't it Kitty Corner? No, you're No, everything's straight down the line. You're right. You haven't been to Vegas enough, I guess. It's been a long time, dude. Yeah. And well, you were drunk. drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> well, I've spent a lot of time looking at this map yeah. because I've got a fucking idea here. Keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. And that. then we've got shootings at Bellagio. We've got shootings supposedly at Harrah's and Paris and and uh, Hooters now. But nothing. Nothing at Tropicana. Tropicana's not even being brought up other than the one fucking group of people walking through there. Mm-hmm. I find that when they have the big, the most... Uh, the best vantage point of any of these hotels of that concert venue, to me that seems wildly, wildly odd. And I think there's a reason. To me, we've got shit going on everywhere except this one place that has the best vantage point. I still think something's going on with Tropicana. Because Mm -hmm. as a magician, where you're doing the actual trick, you don't want people to look. Right. This is why you want everybody to look everywhere else. This is why you mm-hmm. have a dancing girl in a bikini or whatever over here. Mm-hmm. You want people to look everywhere but the spot you're doing the switch. 
the one place that no nobody's talking about is Tropicana. To me, there's something to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And maybe what we're being told on the whole SWAT team taking that video or whatever is bullshit. Who knows? Maybe there's something else that they were doing. Maybe it's somebody else. And even if you weren't there taking the the footage, why aren't we releasing that footage then? Because Mm -hmm. that should very clearly show a 30-second floor shooter. We never see that footage? That tells me that they're hiding something else. Maybe people in helicopters shooting. I've heard lots of things. Now, interesting that I can't find it. But you have to remember, if you're trying to suppress information that is accurate, you won't be able to find it. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to have to dig really deep and far for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've already spent six hours on this topic just here between three episodes. And, and, yeah, off the air, we've spent another probably six hours uh, talking about it. But, anyways, spent a lot of time on this. So... You have all these different things. You have to consider some of them false. Some of them, you know, uh, maybe, you know, they don't allow eyewitness. Or it's not, not, not that it's not allowed, but it's not considered credible, you know, right. uh, evidence or whatever in court cases. So, yeah, just let the dog in. I don't know why she's fucking acting like a fool. Anyways, so with all this being said... Ultimately, there has to be there has to be something that that actually like went down here. So we know there was shooting. We we know because we've seen and heard the video that there's multiple kinds of guns being shot from multiple, multiple locations. locations. Some far and some close to Mandalay Bay. We know there was some shooting at Mandalay Bay. Uh, I do find it interesting that we don't have any of the so these supposed shootings at like Bellagio and these other casinos we have reports that there's shooters there in that you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know with the scanner transcript oh shots fired supposedly at whatever but then that never gets addressed later on and then we have the lady walking around Bellagio saying asking the person security guard at Bellagio well they're saying on the news that nothing happened anywhere else but what happened here and they say oh there was a shooter here shot up the outside of Bellagio but yet you don't hear about it on the news it's not something that ever happened right so to me there's something happened there but we just not hear about it well not only that I know I'm, I'm trying not to cut you off too much during our little thing on the 911 calls dispatch calls whatever the fuck mm-hmm. not a single one ever mentions Hooters no or Tropicana yeah, but with the Hooters video that we watched earlier, that's yeah suspect as well. Where was all? Yeah, why are all these ambulances going there? What mm-hmm. are these videos of these people laying on the floor there? Very mm-hmm. odd. And then we have another video of this guy running through there, and we don't see any of those people. So at what point were those people laying there on the floor? Was this? You know what I mean? Like that. It would be nice to know when that's these videos said, yeah. were taken, yep. so that we could piece together timeline wise mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of confusing with that but I think exactly what was supposed to happen happened you want all of this random stuff I think anything that's actually detrimental see they, they, they have muddied the water by just human nature so that the actual truth can be there but nobody will be able to make heads or tails of it because you have so much other information right. I think there was shootings at other hotels that night. I think it was all the distract. I think uh, the 
uh, gas tanks that they were shooting at. They were hoping that they would be able to pierce it enough, which would ignite an explosion, which would make a big thing. Mm-hmm. It would have potentially killed some people. At very least, it would have drawn a lot of attention to that. And then you could have been shooting up other things. So everybody be looking over here, and you're getting shot at from behind you. Right. Uh, could there be, you know, I personally think militarily, if you were going to do something, you would surround that whole area, which means you'd have somebody at Mandalay Bay, probably Luxor, probably every hotel surrounding right. that thing, and then on one side there is no hotels. But, you know, you could have people on the ground, helicopters, whatever, they keep getting these weird right. articles that all of a sudden we can't find about helicopters, people shooting from helicopters. Uh, I don't disagree that you could probably discredit the helicopter thing because, yes, they're they all have flashing devices. Every plane helicopter right. has that. It's so that I've seen. And an you would dispatch if you were in news and you had a helicopter at your disposal for your news oh, station. Yeah. You would dispatch it to try and get some sort of yeah, you know aerial footage. Yeah. So people at that point could have just been full of shit. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. give a whole lot of credence to there were shooters from helicopters. Although there have been supposedly eyewitness people saying we saw right. people shooting from the helicopters. Helicopter, yeah. Now if that's true, they've suppress that information and to the point where we can't find it and which is interesting to kind of argue with the guy with the video that we watched that was telling us that they're right next to the airport if they're looking up at the helicopter they're not going to see the flashing light because usually they're either underneath or on the tail not in the center where they would be shooting right so him saying that that flashing light is just a strobe light from that i don't agree with that hmm. because like I said, if you look at the if you look at a helicopter where the lights would be, they wouldn't be inside or in the center. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I get what he's saying, but yeah, I don't kind of. I don't know. I, I don't, don't want to dis- discredit it completely just yet. But you are right. It's interesting that we can't find anything on it now. Yeah. Well, and, and that's. I don't know. I keep getting these fucking. Fuck you, special dick. Well, here's the problem. Like, there's these other videos that claim you can see this. Oh, is that you? Maybe. (laughs) Um, But, yet, I feel like they're clickbait, too. Makes me wonder. Maybe it's just more stupid propaganda that they're trying to push. I wish you could... Right, maybe we should just click on one. Anyways, I'm trying to figure out... So, ultimately, with all things said and done, what do you think literally went down? God, there's so many things. All right, so this is my own two cents. I honestly don't think Paddock shot one shot off. I don't think he shot anything. Okay, I don't think he shot a single bullet, first okay. of all. I think he's the patsy. Um, I kind of kind of give credit or credit to the the whole gun running thing where ISIS he was supposed to gonna you know catch ISIS in this fucking sting operation. They caught wind of it. They killed him and they created this whole other thing. I kind of buy that option, you know, because then they carry out this nasty attack and there's so much going on that why else? It, let's just say if it was ISIS, why would the FBI government everybody? cover this shit up? Why would Vegas police help cover the shit up if they weren't involved? If it was supposed to be a sting operation gone bad, then fuck yeah, they're going to cover the shit out of that stuff. So to my, to me, I think it, it has a lot of credence to that. Whether or not there were people shooting from helicopters, that I don't, I don't quite get yet. 
it's still still too new. I haven't seen enough evidence on it. Now, it could be that there was, you know, because when you do a sting operation, you're going to have your backup waiting in the wings somewhere. Mm-hmm. So this could be the backup shooting at the terrorists. Maybe they know where the terrorists are at. We're going to say terrorists because right. um, we'll call them shooters. So the FBI backup is in the helicopter trying to locate all the shooters to shoot them all and kill them all. Possibly. I don't know. You know, I I don't think we'll ever find the truth. Like you said, it's probably already out there, but there's so much muddied waters. There's so much other bullshit. It's and done by so design. Much, yeah, it's all done by design. Just the same thing with 9-11, dude. This is just a little... I think this is a little more orchestrated. I think they put more time and effort into covering this one up and fucking it all up. Like, there's no way we would be able to say, yep, this is... It wasn't planes. You know what I mean? Like, we can't say there was no planes because there was no planes here. Um, so I think they did a better job at this one. But I, I still think it's a false flag because I think there was more than what what meets the eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I still think, looking at the Hooters thing, to me, it looks staged. Every the Hooters thing. The Hooters thing looks staged. It looks like a drill like they were doing for the Boston Marathon and all the other bullshit. The 9-11 shit. I, it could be a staged thing. And that could be why there was a confusion between Bellagio and, and Hooters. Maybe these guys at Hooters were supposed to actually be at Bellagio. They set up at Hooters and they screwed up. They should have been at Bellagio. You know what I mean? Keep talking. Yeah, I, I just don't know what I'm typing. No, I know. I was just trying to... That was kind of the end of my train of thought, really. Oh, okay. I was pretty much done. Well, I was... I was trying to look up if there was a drill or anything. Because usually you hear about a drill. That's what's interesting is we never heard a drill or about a drill going on in Vegas mm-hmm. or anything like this. Other than that you little we video did. we saw where they had announced that Vegas needs to be concerned with terrorist attacks and whatever the other thing was right. months before that. Then the 4chan post on September 10th about people were going to get killed in Vegas and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there's really nothing on drills. Anyways, yeah, that was one. There was one video that you had sent to me that I wanted to play. That was from. Uh, well, let's just play it because this is, is one it thing. Playable? That, I thought it wasn't playable. Well, I'm gonna try and play it. Okay. And and see, but this was interesting. Um, and I had seen this, and then you sent it to me. But what's weird is when I had seen it, I had saved the web page, and when I went back to play it, it wasn't there. But you had embedded this video into my messenger, so that's why I'm hoping we're able to still play it. So let's try. Um, a friend I've known my whole life, more than 20 years. He's friends with Anonymous. I mean, the real Anonymous, the ones that are actually doing the hacking, not just normal people who join Anonymous. Well, anyway, he sent me some screenshots of what Anonymous has put out on the Internet. Evidently, Anonymous has hacked the Las Vegas Police Department's computers, and they found some notes being uh, sent back and forth between the FBI and, and the police. I'm going to put it all up on the screen for you guys. And I, I'm going to go over it in one second. I'm just asking you guys to do one thing. You need to share this video everywhere. Because I have to title the video strangely or Google and YouTube will flag it, pull it down, and delete it. So nobody's going to want to click on this video and nobody's going to see this video if you guys aren't sharing it because it's titled so weird. 
But anyway, let me let, let me just jump right into it. I'm going to give you guys the information. After I give it to you, I'm going to put it on the screen. I mean, it's full screen because I haven't actually so seen that. So that you can see where it was sent, at, like, so you can track the information down for yourself. Um, okay, so this is probably the realest we're ever going to get from the Las Vegas thing. This information hack. Um, Stephen Paddock was an FBI agent supplying arms to ISIS inside the USA. The LVMPD knows the motive behind the attack, but the FBI will not allow us to release the motive because it implicates the FBI in illegal arms deals and supplying arms to ISIS terrorists inside the U.S. borders. Stephen Paddock was an undercover FBI agent who participated in multiple illegal arms deals in the Las Vegas area in a gun-running entrapment scheme similar to Fast and Furious. Paddock thought he was engaging in another routine arms transfer. Um, but ISIS had learned about the entrapment scheme and Paddock's true identity. They killed him and carried out the massacre and then fled the scene. Um, everything is being kept under extreme wraps because armed ISIS terrorists are still at large, and this is very embarrassing to the FBI, and they don't want the scheme to become public knowledge. I'll be putting further information up. That there, there's still some more. I'm not going to read it all. Um, this is in regards to the cameras. It's also mentioned the reason Stephen Paddock had cameras up everywhere, because he was an FBI agent, because he was recording the arms deal he was about to do. They were supposed to bust the ISIS terrorists before they carried out the massacre. Everything got all screwed up. But anyway, he did have cameras set up. The cameras and video are being examined by the FBI. So look, i got to title the video weird. It's not going to get out. Nobody's going to see it. I'm counting on every single person who views this to share it everywhere they can. If you guys don't share it, it's not going to get out. And you owe me for this one because I'm in trouble. My wife's trying to put the baby to sleep and I'm <laughs> keeping them up. So you guys owe me. Share this video. Get the information out. I'm going to title it funny. I'm counting on you guys. Spread the word. Alright, so now he's got shit on the screen. It's kind of fuzzy, but I'll do my best. It's basically everything you just read. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically everything you just read. This came from whoever he knows in Anonymous. Um, yeah. So, this is basically saying that he was an undercover FBI agent carrying out arms deals to basically set up ISIS. Okay? Here's a fucked up question. Go ahead. Is he actually even dead? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. And I, <laughs> because I didn't want to... I wasn't sure if I wanted to really get into all that. But there's been lots of, like... Not lots, but I've seen lots of little reports about the the weird brother, Eric... It's actually this guy. It's actually Stephen Paddock. What you're seeing in all these other... The picture of him supposedly dead and Mm -hmm. all this shit is not Stephen Paddock. It's... Is there even a Stephen Paddock then? There is. Okay. I mean, but what they're saying is the... This Eric Paddock was the one that was... was Is actually the FBI guy and... I don't know. This is why it's it's good. that's when I started getting like really Whoa. weird. Like, all right, what the what the fuck are we doing now? You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. See, that's the part that 
I'm not even really going to get into it because it kind I'm of... I'm just curious, I'm sorry. It fucking, it's weird. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because... But at, at the same time, I hadn't... I don't know if I... If you look at them, they look the same, but if your brothers would look similar. I mean, sometimes, you know? Sometimes, yeah. Depending on how closely they are born together. Yeah. You know, within a year or two, yeah, but after like six or seven years, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Well, they kind of look the same. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's It's weird, and... So, yeah, is the guy dead? And then here's the thing. Now let's go with what this guy just said on this video. Mm-hmm. And then take what Alex Jones says with the hostage response team, FBI hostage response team. If you're an undercover agent for the FBI doing an arms deal, selling guns to ISIS for the FBI, like playing the role of a radicalized or you've been radicalized mm-hmm. or turned to be on an ISIS sympathizer or whatever, but you're actually undercover. Right. But you've heard of... Okay, so let's just say that's the case. And then ISIS somehow found out, maybe by the girlfriend or somebody else, right. found right. out, tipped them off. They went then, through with the, the, the deal, but then they... But no, they didn't go through the deal because all the guns are still there. Those are dirty guns, traceable guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they said they came in, shot up, carried out this attack, and then left and killed him. Mm-hmm. Now, would it make sense the hostage response team shows up, shoots this Paddock guy, or was he already dead? But maybe they are trying, the FBI hostage response team, want to claim they were the ones that shot him so that they can cover up the fact that the FBI was actually in on this arms deal that was supposed to be an undercover operation that basically is a giant embarrassment to them because you're carrying out illegal Mm -hmm. type thing, even though ultimately they, they would supposedly bust them eventually. But there could also be... Just a a money grab here for them. I don't know. That's what's interesting about that, and we'll never be privy to that information because there's no reason for basic people to hear that or know about that kind of stuff. You you could argue that we should know about it, but but if that's the case, so then I questioned it. Now, before that, or now, you won't hear, you, you can still get the, he killed himself. You don't even hear about the FBI response team killing him. In mainstream media, you don't hear about the FBI getting up there and doing any shooting. When they got there, he was dead. Yep, that's what I heard. When okay, he already dead so when he got there. and mainstream media have discredited Alex Jones, saying that that whole thing, that whole tip was bullshit, and Alex is making it all up. Which mm-hmm. Alex says, "No, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I've got this right. information." Uh, but now, was he getting false information? Was that to muddy the water a different direction? You know what I mean? What's the motive then behind doing that? And let's sit on and then we're going with the whole ISIS thing. Let me get him questions. One question at a time. Going back to the HRT thing. The HRT was there to, they were going to try and, they were on, there under the, the, the off chance that they can try and maybe negotiate getting their Stephen guy back. Maybe ISIS All right. held him hostage. That's why they were there as opposed to, a they, SWAT team. They were there take out the fucking shooter. Because he was the hostage. He was the hostage, he, right. Or he was right. a potential hostage. I think he was. I think they probably took him hostage. They went in. Like, they were going to do the arms deal, and then they, they either held him hostage. They were going to, because 
Most of ISIS is going to cut people's heads off and shit, right? So I'm sure they're probably going to take him back to their fucking La La Land, or, you know, the Al Akbar Land, to cut his fucking head off and make a make a martyr of a fake traitor or whatever. Um, so HRT was watching the video, watching them take him over. Something went wrong. They knew, so they moved in to fucking get in. That's why shit was barricaded, so no civilians would get hurt by the HRT. Not Stephen Paddock didn't fucking put that shit there. The police did to make sure no one got hurt. That's why they couldn't clean anything in that room. That room was shut. The whole floor was shut down. Anyways, um, so there. Which means, yeah, this whole thing coordinated by the FBI and their arms deal to supposedly catch ISIS or set them up or do a money grab with guns or whatever. They had obviously contacted certain people at MGM to make sure that that floor was inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Does that completely 100% discredit the guy who claimed he was in the room right next door? Remember we saw that article? Yes. But why would you have a guy right next door? <laughs> you know what I mean? That part doesn't add up. So either that's a false report or... I think it's a false report. There's a guy to... Help sell the narrative that it wasn't shut down and yeah. there were people there. He had yeah. no, okay. just like this Stephen dude that was the Stephen Shuck guy that was reading the fucking. And why is everybody in the same fucking name? You know, to muddy it even more. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I think that the whole thing the same was. Way too. I know. I noticed that they were going to save him with the the, the the knowledge that they were going to have to probably kill him now because they can't put him back in a main you know mainstream society. And because of what he knows and what he did, and now ISIS is going to put a put a hot for him. So no matter what, he was going to be dead. Once ISIS knew that his shit was fucked up, he was dead. Regardless if they killed him or ISIS killed him, he was going to die as soon as they knew. Um, so you think the HRT were still the ones that killed him? Um, I would say no. I think ISIS, they got in there too late. I think ISIS, once everything went down, they probably cut the transmissions. They probably knew where the f- fucking cameras were. Knocked all the cameras down. HRT went in to get in there. Jesus Campos, if he even was fucking there, might have gotten in the way. Shut, fucked shit up. I don't know. Maybe he got in a f- shooting match with ISIS when ISIS left. I don't know. But I do agree with your statement that, that your ISIS guys ran through the... And um, they were dressed as security They were guards. dressed as security guards, and they took off through the hotels, different hotels to get out. That was their exit strategy, because they knew, and they... They had already had all these other people in other places shooting, so there was mass cast everywhere, so they could get out. So I agree with you on that. So I think, I think, so ISIS, my thing. ISIS had outsmarted the FBI. Yes. Wow. That's that's what I think, and I think that's why we'll never now never hear the true story. Because I think you're getting there, Dave. <laughs> How could ISIS be so much smarter than the FBI? Well, because they're ran and funded by, by the, the CIA. CIA. Mm-hmm. And who is better than the FBI? The CIA. Yeah. So who's probably behind the whole fucking thing? Not general CIA. We're talking about the holdovers from the Obama and Hillary bullshit mm-hmm. that are considered the deep state. Right. Who... Here's the thing. You're going to kill about nine birds with one stone with this one operation. Of course, you would find out uh, that there was... Okay, so CIA, on this deep-rooted group that's in there that is all 
on black payroll and all this shit that you'll never right. fucking hear about or see or whatever. Right. Uh, and these people, you know, this is what they do. They don't do it just here. They do this everywhere mm-hmm. around the world, uh, these types of operations. They, they would know. They're part of this whole ISIS thing. These are part of ISIS because ISIS isn't just what you think. It's not Al-Qaeda. This is a lot of... If you go back... Remember, we're going to jump way back now. You can pull up pictures of supposed ISIS members, and they all have tattoos that only people in the U.S. military get. Yep. Well, okay. Does anybody want to try and explain that one? That that, that means there's U.S. military guys, special forces guys, Mm -hmm. who've decided to say, you know, I don't like how this... All right, so think, why would you turn away from your own government? Because you don't believe in the bullshit war we're fighting in the Middle East. So Mm -hmm. what do you do? You want to turn against them. Well, all of a sudden the CIA comes to you and says, we know you want to turn, but here's what we got for you. We got an even better thing. You could stay on the fucking payroll. You're going to disappear. We'll probably list you as uh, having been killed in this war. And guess what? Now you're on a special forces team, but you're going to do this thing. You're going to actually fight against your country, but for your country. Mm-hmm. We're going to let you do what you actually... And you know what? You're going to get revenge that way. Oh, it's real fucking easy, Dave. And this makes, to me, more sense. To some people, this would be like, oh, that makes no fucking sense. You know, people that are in the military probably would even, wouldn't even, like Brandon, for instance, yeah. would probably get furious with me because of this stance. But this shit exists. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you it exists, and I guarantee you it's pretty goddamn close to what probably went on. And not to say that there aren't defectors. You know, whatever. Yeah. But the point is, we funded this ISIS thing. And, you know, anyways. So, they uh, they they knew everything that was going to happen, which is why they could place everybody in every position. It's very common when you're going to do these things, you, you disguise yourself as security guards, SWAT, police officers. EMTs. You, anything mm-hmm. like that. Because who are going to be untouchable in a situation like this in a in a crisis situation EMTs police officers SWAT security those people are able to move about without anything now if you're a security guard shooting at civilians we naturally and and other security guards that weren't in on this see you actual security guards not Mm -hmm. these because you're a fake one right you would be chased right you would be shot at you know what I mean uh, it com- makes complete sense, these reports. This is why I never veered away from those reports. Mm-hmm. And this is also why you don't hear about them being talked about, because why would you? Right, exactly. Uh, it gives away a little too much to the to the bigger picture here. So, yeah, I think it's exactly right. I think Stephen was doing exactly what this article says, what you said. Mm-hmm. He was in an arms deal. They decided, not only can we get rid of this guy here, we can we can kill all these birds with one stone. We can kill a bunch of Trump supporters, mm-hmm. so we can push gun control. We can also push new security measures in Vegas, which, you know, these guys that also seem that own MGM and Mandalay Bay and all this are on boards and own companies that make security these other security things that they now want to put up in every fucking casino. So you're making them money. Well, I bet if you traced back, you'd find that these 
this company. MGM has uh, put money into these George Soros-funded right. groups, which also funds ISIS. Mm-hmm. It's a big, giant circle of, of money passing and all this, and, and you're able to do this one thing. You're able to kill Trump supporters. You're able to scare people from going to these types of events. Um, no guns were taken, obviously. Supposedly they're all there, but I also think a lot of that shit was planted on purpose mm-hmm. in that. Obviously, MGM or whoever's in on this whole thing, because you wouldn't be able to get that stuff into that room without people knowing about it. Right. Um, and then you also had your guys up and down that strip doing, so you probably had one guy, or at least a guy, or a team of two people, a driver and a shooter, at Bellagio shooting up. Uh, some Maybe something at Hooters. I still think there's something that happened at Tropicana, because it's the only fucking hotel in the middle of all that whole thing that never gets mentioned about anything. That's where the CIA had their control point. Yeah, because they had the best vantage point. Yep. And I bet you anything, that guy in that fucking video in the not SWAT outfit mm. was CIA. And I bet if you did some, I bet you he was an undercover something or other. I, I don't know. They didn't say that. Yeah. Um, he was probably, I, I don't know. He was I, probably I, the one mastermind the whole thing. Like, he was orchestrating it or, all. Yeah, and they had to get him out of there get or him out of there, like yeah. that. Yeah. And it would make sense why he's dressed in complete civilian. You yeah. would never guess yeah. any, anyways. The... Guy in the suit, they did say was a hotel executive. Uh, naturally, he would he'd be there to help trying make sure to he escort, gets out, right, and make sure that nobody goes after him. Not the but see that's the thing that's the weird part is nobody knows who the fucking the, this guy is. Why is he getting a fucking security escort? What's he got in his hand? You know what I mean? There's they they claim it was casino chips, but you can't tell it was casino chips. It doesn't right. look like casino chips. It looks like a like a Looked like a like a bag, like a like a man's day bag, you know, like with like shaving cream. Yeah. It looks like a small bag. Yeah. Like that. I mean, it was probably a, a phone or a small computer, which is how a lot of the operations are being yeah. done. Um, but you create chaos in every direction around you. You have shooters from every angle. You do this. Uh, not only do you, and then and this is why it's it remains so quiet with the FBI because they don't want to completely. Uh, blow out the FBI, but there's plausible deniability in every angle here as mm-hmm. well. And the CIA, I've, I don't know if you don't read as many books as I do, but the CIA, everything they do has a plausible deniability to it, or they don't carry out the operation. Right. This fits their fucking MO, because there's so many other options that it could be, you'll never look back to them, which is why they're the first ones I look at. Mm-hmm. And this is why, if and then when this anonymous thing that came out, all this shit, to me, points right back to that. It all stems from there. It's like a fucking octopus yeah. with all these legs. And you could even put the octopus smack dab in the middle of the, that crime scene and all those legs reach out to all your shooters and everything going on in every direction. And the Tropicana, I bet if you... I haven't done the research, but I bet you could trace it back to something. That mobile home was probably a exterior command post. Mm-hmm. The SWAT guy walking into Hooters. Guarantee you he wasn't a SWAT guy. Uh, it's all, I bet you that same SWAT guy walked into Hooters is the same guy that walked into that mobile home that got seen and yep. reported. Yep. The people stealing cars was probably these ISIS guys, which actually probably work for the fucking CIA, or at least they're getting paid by them. Mm-hmm. It's all on a black budget. You'll never fucking find out about it. And this was done 
th- they killed a lot of birds with this one event. Yeah. You're able to push gun control, kill Trump supporters, scare Trump supporters, get Trump supporters that are for guns to be against guns. Uh, yep. You're able to get rid of a guy who probably knew too much in Paddock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe he was going to come clean on something at yeah, some maybe, point. Maybe he had told his girlfriend, and yeah. then they fucking, so we'll get rid of him. Uh, you don't know. Maybe she's off now, too. You know, They say she's gone back home, but how do we know? Well, she true. came back, but then I haven't heard another word about her mm-hmm. since. Uh, there's a lot of things that still we don't probably know about that were all part of this thing. They don't like to do shit where there's only one goal in mind. They like to right. do shit where they can get a lot of shit oh, yeah, done. Let's, let's get as much stuff, and, much bang for our buck. And it all will seem like this is why you have media who instantly says it's a lung gum, and they knew the guy's name way too fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Once again, they always seem to know the guy's name too fast. Uh, the one thing you're not hearing is the middle name. You don't hear about the middle name. It was just the two names. Usually with these types of things, you get the, the, the three name, the three name thing. So they kind of went against point there, but that was just to Muddy Waters as well. You know what I mean? Everything was done by design. This whole thing, and I think it happened exactly how it was supposed to happen. I do think the things were supposed to explode, the gas tanks, which they didn't. I think that was, you know... Uh, it's just where they didn't bring that rig that to blow up. And maybe that was, they pulled that uh, plan at the end. Maybe that was, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, then, oh, did we talk about the guy that was all the way across country no. two days later? No. With all these guns and shit like oh. that, but they tried tying... The guy that killed himself and his uh, no, daughter? No, no, no. no, we must then not no. it. No, no, you're talking about Because I don't know if that guy has anything to do with anything either, but... Um, how to put it so we get exactly the article I'm looking for. It's interesting that that's uh, no longer accessible. You know what's weird is I, I was saving all these articles and shit on my phone and they all, like certain ones disappear. Like they're not there anymore and I know this is one of them that I had is saved. Is that one of the bottom one or no? Maybe. Let me see here. This one might be. Let's click on it. Let's see. There's other ones weren't. This was October 3rd. Yeah, I think this is it. Way down at the bottom, even though this is exactly what I typed in. Right. All right, the uh, article is, Tennessee man arrested with over 900 rounds of ammo and illegal machine guns. This was on October 3rd, so two days after the uh, shooting, Okay. A man in Tennessee was arrested after being found with over 900 rounds of ammunition and multiple unlicensed firearms, according to a news release issued by the Washington County Sheriff's Office. Scott A. Edmiston was pulled over for doing 55 and a 30 on Old Jonesboro Highway, somewhere in the vicinity of Johnson City, Tennessee. The incident occurred late Monday night. This was Monday night. Yeah, basically, the shooting happened uh, Sunday night in Vegas. All right. Mm-hmm. Now you think, man, that's a fucking long drive. 
Uh, as police lights and sirens went into effect to hail Edmiston down, he initially tried to evade the traffic stop, speeding up to roughly 80 miles per hour. Eventually, however, the 43-year-old man gave in and pulled over. Once detained, officers arrested Edmiston for driving with a suspended license. He, he was also charged with speeding and felony evading arrest. Then police discovered the cache of weapons. While likely performing a search incident to arrest, Sheriff's deputies found a loaded 357 caliber Magnum revolver, a loaded 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun, a loaded 223 caliber fully automatic AR rifle, a loaded 308 caliber fully automatic AR rifle, and more than 900 rounds of ammunition. According to authorities, the final two guns qualify as machine guns and are prohibited under state law. Sheriff Ed Grabeel said in comments to WJHL, the local CBS affiliate for the Johnson City, Kingsport, Bristol area, Everything this young man had was loaded. Everything was ready to go. The guy, this, the guys this morning, it took probably two hours to count all of it, to find all of it, to make sure how much he had. So 900 rounds of ammunition on your person is a lot. Two of the rifles were fully automatic, and he didn't have permits for those. Matter of fact, he had actually made those rifles fully automatic himself. Hold on one second. 223, isn't that what uh, Paddock supposedly shot off? Uh, I'm not positive on that. All right, that. I thought that's what it was. But go ahead, keep going. Oh, hang on, let's look it up. <laughs> let's see here. Let's see what this says. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Never get a full I answer. Absolutely no. fucking Just hate these websites that have ads on. Uh, I don't like the AR-15. Pull up the forensic analysis guy, that audio guy. He had it written down right on his fucking chalkboard. Alright. Let's go back to the article. Anyways, uh, once taken to the Washington County Detention Center, Edmiston apparently threatened the arresting officer and other staff before lunging at investigators during questioning, according to Graybeal. Washington County investigators then contacted the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives due to Edmiston's possession of unregistered, fully automatic weapons. Edmiston was later charged with possession of prohibited weapons, which, depending on the information available, likely qualifies as a Class E felony in the state of Tennessee and carries a maximum sentence of up to six years in prison and a $3,000 fine. He is currently being held without bond. Um, now, I read another article, which I'm surprised they don't link to, but now that I have the guy's name, let me search real quick, just before I... I don't want to say it unless I can read the fucking article. Oops, Edmiston. What was his first name? Uh, I want to say it was Scott, wasn't it? Oh my god. We just fucking read the damn thing and neither of us can remember. I just told you Scott. It's Scott. Edmiston. Is it? No. Yeah, see? Look, top, Scott. Scott A. Edmiston. Click on him. Can't you just click on him? Or will it not do anything? No, it's just... More clickbait bullshit. Alright. Anyways, let's put this in here.
Maybe it's not him. Johnson City Press. Um, well, I'm trying to find. I saw an article at one point that he was refusing to to talk and all of this shit. But let's see. Maybe there's federal indictment filed. Oh, they were originally they were saying that this guy was connected somehow. Careful, you have a video pop up. Yeah, of course. But they were saying he was connected? Well, they were suspecting him of being connected, and they were trying to see if there would have been, an, if he would have been capable of getting from Vegas to Tennessee in the amount of time. And it would have been close, but he could have technically done it with, you know, it, even if you calculate it in pee breaks. Piss breaks, you know, piss breaks, uh, food, and gas, uh, things like that. You you could count those things in, and he could still have made it to where he was at if he would have left within so long of this shooting being taken place. Um, hmm. I don't know, but there was a thing that's saying that he. Uh, that he was not speaking. He he wouldn't. He refused to speak. Really, um, and give any information. But I don't know. So this doesn't really give us anything. Mm-mm. Uh, hmm. But let's just say hypothetically, this guy was part of it. Whether he was or not, let's say he was. If you're, uh, I mean, who knows? You'd have to look. This one thing here says he lost his custody of his kids and whatever, but he, you know. Las Vegas shooter Scott Edmondson arrested in singing like a canary. Oh, well, that, that's clickbait. Yeah. Because that's, that's going, I don't know, let's click on it and see what it says. This is breaking news. Tennessee Highway Patrol pulled over Scott Edmiston for speeding the day after the Las Vegas shooting in Tennessee, and instead uncovered a cache of weapons including two submachine guns and 900 rounds of ammunition. Deputies found Scott Edmiston, 43, of Johnson City, carrying a .357 caliber Magnum, a loaded .45 caliber semi-automatic, a .223 caliber fully automatic assault rifle a .308 caliber fully automatic assault rifle, and more than 900 ammunition rounds. He also had survival equipment, as well as a mask and black fatigues. None of the weapons are registered and lack serial numbers. It has also been determined that Edmiston had apparently modified the AR rifles to make them automatics. Graybeale said whatever he had planned for that morning, that little traffic stop that one of my guys made made all the difference in the world, Graybeale said. It's just one of those situations where nothing seemed right and we wanted to make sure that everyone was okay. Edmiston, 43, has been jailed without bond on charges of possessing prohibited weapons, speeding, and felony evading arrest. An attorney listed in court records as representing Edmiston wouldn't immediately return a call seeking comment. A bond hearing was set for October 11th. In addition to the guns in the car, authorities found another four rifles in Edmiston's home Tuesday while found about 6,000 worth of ammunition that hadn't been opened. Michael Knight, a spokesman for the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, has confirmed that the agency is investigating. Edmiston's arrest came a day after Stephen Paddock opened fire on a music festival from a high-rise hotel suite in Las Vegas, leaving 59 people dead and more than 500 injured. 
By day three, Scott Edmiston is singing like a canary. The FBI is in panic mode and broke into Paddock's house to clean it of evidence. They are trying to get Scott Edmiston in their custody and fighting the Tennessee State Police over him. But the patriots of the Tennessee State Police told the FBI to pound sand, they aren't going to release him. If they do, he'll probably be killed or drugged so badly he will be useless. Luckily he's talking right now. Well that was interesting. Yeah, the uh the ending was a payoff right there. <laughs> yeah. Well they're showing video. It sucks that people couldn't see it, but there there was that one report that that of that video where mm-hmm. it looks like the security guards getting down and shooting yeah. in that crowd from that one video and then moves into screen. And it kind of they looks like, like him. Kind of, I mean that's what that was showing. It, it, they're trying to I was trying to figure out what they were draw doing. Draw that comparison. And honestly, I mean you can't see it super clear, but eh, could be. I kind of want to click this. Yeah, it's to see what it says. Glenn Kennedy, ProjectInsearch.com. Big breaking story. This is huge information. It's got to be further investigated. But there's a lot of good nuggets of intel that come out of WhatDoesItMean.com. Source of fall puts out some great stuff, and whoever it is has got good sources because a lot of times they're ahead of the curve. Anyway, the big news here is this guy, and I saw this guy when they arrested him. I thought that it could definitely be related, and I bookmarked it, and I got busy, and she's put it out. This guy right here, I think he's CIA gun smuggler. This is this guy's name is Scott Edmiston. Check this out. He gets busted in Tennessee with guns, the guns that you see there, fully automatic guns, and he won't talk to the cops. He he just basically sits there and stays silent. He's a machinist, which is a good cover to be a gunsmith and everything for the CIA. But here's the kicker. I'm going to show you the article that talks about this. This is the real good stuff. You can Google that article. Right here is the good, the really good one. First of all, it says, Scott Edmondson won't talk, so officials are still trying to determine why he had the weapons. Okay, but here's the real key. Okay, here's the key, guys. Right here. But that didn't seem to be the case. Graybill said he has asked state and federal agencies to assist in the case since the automatic weapons aren't registered and lack serial numbers. If there was no serial numbers and they weren't, like, you know, sanded off or something, if they literally had no serial numbers and the guns were made that way, that had to be CIA. This guy was definitely in some clandestine stuff. He was caught at 4 in the morning in Johnson County, Tennessee. I mean, you're not nothing good's happening at 4 in the morning, I can <laughs> assure you, when you're running around with automatic weapons, fully loaded, everything else. Now, he couldn't. He could not have been a shooter. I've already done the math. He couldn't have got from Vegas to where he was arrested. But says you. what Sorsha Fall is saying is she's saying that he that they have intel that he met with Stephen Paddock on the 27th. I think 27th. Sep- it was he met on the 27th September in Las Vegas, and he is part of this gun rugging uh, operation that uh, that Stephen Paddock is is basically in charge of. 
And this guy, he, he smells so much like, he's CIA guy. He's got millions of dollars. You don't get millions of dollars working for the post office or working for Lockheed either. Okay, you don't, you don't have six million dollar properties, airplanes and everything else. I'm sorry. He's, he's in, he's in, he's gambling all the time. Like, that's how they launder the money that they get so that they can say, oh yeah, I want it at the casino. See? That's a good way that they do that. And anyway, this was broken that he was CIA by supposedly a Las Vegas Police Department source, and I put that out already. But I'll have it all in the article that'll be linked on this video. So check that article out. Now I'm going to play the but read this, check it, you know, see what you think, spread it around if you like it. It needs to be investigated more. But I tell you what. I believe that this is accurate. I think this guy is CIA. I think this guy was an accomplice. Why else? I mean, he's not talking. I mean, come on, guys. He's got he's got guns that have no serial numbers at all. Oh, and by the way, the feds were involved in busting his house, and they said, oh, we think he's got a bomb. I'll bet the feds went in there first to try to make sure that there was nothing that the locals would find. That sounds... Because they said, oh, yeah, we had an anonymous tip that there might be a bomb. And so, and then you see the feds involved. So you know that they probably said, oh, don't worry, we'll go in first. And all right, I'm stopping the video because I yeah. just did all the math. If you go, I don't know which. It depends on what timeline you're going with. You know if, what I mean? you, all right, if you go to Google Maps and you go Las Vegas to Johnson City, Tennessee, the quickest time there driving is 30 hours. Yep. If the shooting started at 10 p.m., Mm-hmm. On Sunday. On Sunday in Vegas. And he was caught at 4 a.m. on October 3rd. Because I consider that the night. That would be exactly 30. That's exactly 30 hours later. That's exactly where he was at. And if you, and, and this is based on actual speed limit. He, they said he was speeding. So if you speed that whole route, you can you can make up that. So, so it'd be less. Because naturally, if you were going to go from, say, here to wherever, Dave, and it tells you 17 hours, you could probably get there if you, you know, everybody drives a little over the speed limit, you could probably cut about two hours off that. Yeah, probably. All right? If that's the case, and then you stopped in A, P, all these things, well, you're going to fill that two hours back up. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, 30 hours. It's perfect. If he left right as it started... If he left an hour later yeah, when it he, was done, yeah, it still, still can it's match still up. Still work, yeah, because he could skip. You know, I, when I drive places and I'm in a hurry, I pee and get gas at the same time, and I get food. It's all at one compass. I don't stop to get gas now and then and an hour later pee. Right. It's all at one time. If he does that, like I would do, he could do it, and he could actually literally just stop for gas and pee in the car. You know what I mean? Yeah, could. Um, and if you're if you're a CIA, you would have all this. Now here's the thing: look at the map, Dave, and see where he. Was yeah, he's headed. heading back to DC, bro. Look, look at or Virginia, and you would head right back to yeah, exactly, because that's right in here. And you know what? A lot of people in the CIA live right in yeah, here. Yeah. And where was he headed? He was headed home, or back to his headquarters. Yeah, I think. So I don't know why this guy's saying it's impossible because it's 100 percent plausible. 100 percent plausible. Mm-hmm. And Ed Edniston 
probably a bullshit name on top of it. Yeah. I'd be curious to do a fucking search to see if we can get a home address for this guy. You know what I mean? Maybe I will. Yeah, because they found, what, four more guns there? Four more machine guns or some shit they said? Edmiston. I see how it keeps changing the name spelling. Yeah, it doesn't want to. Well, they're saying he lived in Johnson City. That's fine. He could. He was just think if he was literally home. two minutes from his house. Yeah, he was on his way home. But see, that to me is karma. Karma getting involved there. Fate. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, they did find more shit at this house. I don't know. The point is... It's suspect. Doesn't mean it's anything. Maybe he's the one that shot and actually killed uh, Steve. Maybe. You never know. I don't know. Point is, it's another little piece. Mm-hmm. I think we we laid out what I think is probably the closest piece. This guy is just another piece to the puzzle that may or may not have anything to do with the puzzle. Um. We could watch the rest, but there's no need to. Yeah, I think we got our information. I think it's a a very good, but thought process. Ultimately, I think I, between the two of us, like what you said with these videos and all this, we laid out pretty much what what it was, and how you know you killed nine, literally killed all these birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of shit pushed through. Um, and the whole gun control thing, that's a shot in the dark. They don't actually, I think, intend to get anywhere with that. Oh, I never even got to this article. Shit. We got lost in all this other shit. It just, this other article just backs up everything we've already said with the security guards, or the... Um, Who's that? Is that the girl? Sh- shooters uh, dressed as security guards. I can read it real quick. Here we go. Got a couple minutes. Go ahead. As the mainstream media in the U.S. attempts to lock down the crazy lone wolf gunman narrative for the devastating shooting attack in Las Vegas, the truth has started to seep through foreign news outlets who don't follow the same political agenda as the American mainstream media. Australian citizens who witnessed the attacks here, given their eyewitness accounts of the press in their narrative native countries, and their statements differ greatly from stories being peddled in the United States. One key witness is a man named Ryan Hodge from Australia who was staying in the room right next door, so we've already oh, that's the one we talked read about that shit. Um, other witnesses from Australia also reported seeing other gunmen dressed as security guards being chased by police. Those eyewitness statements completely conflict with the story of that lone wolf shooter, Stephen Paddock, acted alone. Speaking to the Courier Mail, Brian Hodge said he managed to escape the initial horrific scenes inside the hotel, but found himself forced to hide in a bush for several hours after the event. I got outside safely, yada, yada, yada. Um... He was in room 32134 while Gumman was in 32135. No, no, okay, let's let's go with that logic. If you've been to any hotel ever, the numbers next to each other are not sequential. No, they've been across the hall. Yes. And here's the thing, well, I technically he could have been next door because supposedly that was a suite at the very end. So if the suite at the very end was 35, then wouldn't 34 be on the other side of the stairwell? And the one next to him would probably be... 37. Well, I'm assuming... Odds assume, on one side, even on well, the I, was, I would assume it would go down. So, okay, so 33. 33. 
Sorry, I'm sitting back for the mic there. But yeah, it should be because they're usually odds on one side, even on the other. Yeah, so if you count it, it'd be one, two, three, and mm-hmm. a diagonally, like you zigzag across yeah. all the way down, and you end with whatever number right. it was, right. 35. 135. So he would actually have been on the other side of that stairwell, which, you know what I mean? So he wasn't, he was next to it, but not really. Right. If that's an actual thing. I don't know. Right. I don't believe that. I think that's bullshit. Who knows? Um, but it's interesting either way. Um, but yeah, we we pretty much read this shit mm-hmm. in an earlier episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I do one hundred percent. I I think how what what we were describing is probably the closest you're going to get to what actually happened. And and anybody can believe what they want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, based on all the stuff that I've read about how the CIA handles situations in other countries, right. similar type events, uh, how they overthrow governments and regimes and all that to put in other things, this is all part of it. This is a... This is a very similar, it, it matches up too easily. And then it, when you account for ISIS claiming this and them also being funded and trained and all this by the CIA and all this, right. um, it, to me it all just makes perfect sense. To some people that don't haven't read these books and study this kind of a thing, it may not make sense. But once you start getting into it, in reading books from people that were in the CIA that wrote them after they got out, mm-hmm. this well, is right up their alley. Watch, watch the movie, was it, Kill the Messenger? Yeah, you could watch that. American Made that just came out with Tom Cruise? Yeah. Like, I started watching that the other day. It's on the same thing, the CIA. That's a CIA one. That book you got, The Compromise. Yeah. That, the guy, so that book talks all about Barry Seal, who is the guy that the movie is about. The character Tom Made, or Tom American Cruise made, yeah. Uh, there's plenty of material out there. They just don't expect you to ever fucking look into it. They want you to hear the the little like what Jim Fetzer always said. They want they are banking on ninety percent of people to get those little sound bites off of your mainstream media news, wherever article or whatever. Mm-hmm. Believe the lone gunman theory and walk away because you don't really care. You've got other things to worry about. Your kids got this at school. You've got to work, you know, you've got to eat, you got to do all your shit, so you don't care about it, you don't spend the time like we do looking into it, so that's what they're banking on, Right. and they don't care about that one million people, it sounds like a lot, but in reality to the population of this country, one million isn't that big of a deal who may actually be questioning shit, but if one of those one million starts getting a... A, a viral video with the accurate thing or a viral podcast that gets the accurate story down and people hear it and start to believe in it, you can damn well bet it'll get shut down. Yep. If they if they can suppress it, it could still be out there, just suppress it. Like how we watch that video that you can't find on the internet anymore. Right. I, I mean, luckily you embedded it into my messenger or we wouldn't have had it as I could not find it. That's fucking nuts, dude. But they it, do that. That's how they do that. They yeah. control the internet. And so that's that's the only reason we were able to play it. Because we were trying to look for it the other, the last yeah, podcast, that, and yeah. we couldn't find it. Because and I had the website, and I went to the website, it wasn't there. It was completely removed. Um, so that's pretty much it. I mean, 
that's where I stand until more information comes out. That's my theory and thought process of pretty much what went down. With leaving kind of holes there, but I think in a sweeping motion, I think this is what went down. I really do. I I think there's really nothing else to say until we have more information. Um, And I'm curious to see whatever happens with the Edmiston guy. Yeah, I mean, there's things we can follow along here. I do think as time goes on, you're going to get more and more. Eventually, they uh, you'd think somebody's going to come out with something. Uh, somebody's going to write a book, something. You know what I mean? And, and what's to Wait say? Wait for the Warren Commission to come out. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Will they make a commission to right. you know look into? I don't know. Uh, who knows? But the point is, it's obviously something went down there, and obviously what they're telling us isn't what actually happened and um correct you know it is what it is i think we got it pretty damn close and what we think yeah i think i agree i'm happy with our conclusion to me it makes the most sense based on the research that i've done mm-hmm. so until we either get Jim Fetzer in studio to discuss it or uh, explosive bombshell information comes out. Right. We're done talking about we it. We probably mm-hmm. won't do another episode on this topic unless one of or both of those things happen. Yeah. I, I am very, I am going to hit Fetzer up, so uh, you know, there's a good chance he'll come in here and have a whole new theory, which I'd yeah. be very curious to hear. Yeah, it'd be um, cool. Or he may be right on target with what we think. And I'll be more than happy to explain all that to him and see what he says. I don't know. I'll be curious to see what he yeah, has uncovered because sure. he has a, other a lot people more connections and, too, yeah, yeah. to yeah. may be able to shed some light on this. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to hit him up. Hopefully he he jumps on it and agrees to come in yeah, studio. He's got to come to the new studio anyways. Yeah. Otherwise, like I said, we won't do anything else on this unless we find out, get some new information that mm. isn't a uh, version or repeating what we have here. You know what I mean? Right, right. So uh, thanks for enduring the almost nine hours total between mm. the three episodes of Crazy. this. But for me, it hit close to home. Listen to the first one on this mm-hmm. if you want to understand why. Otherwise, uh, yeah, that's why I wanted to spend so much time on it because it's kind of close there. Yeah. So... And and I am still looking into that. What I hate is you have to pay ancestry to like oh, get yeah. deep into mm-hmm. family's tree right. and things like that. So and I'm not willing to pay <laughs> to find out that I could be related to a supposed mass shooter. So right. uh, moving on from that. Thanks for listening, and Dave. Till next time. See ya. Fashions and races, hoping Mary Kay can hide their ugly 
faces Thousand dollar suits won't fill your empty soul Wanna be the big fish in a little fish bowl Here we go, here's some truth, take it to the grave The tie around your neck is a leash for a slave I gave and I gave, I try to save the world I was met with grown men laughing like little girls Now they're scared on their knees, I already said it Been lied in CIA, but they quickly forget it Or they hardly believe it, even if they see it You think September was bad, shit, wait till they repeat it Panic in the streets from a global recession Thinning out the hurt with suicide and depression Their tears are filling up their glasses No expression, no expression Hide my head, I wanna drown my sorrow No tomorrow, no tomorrow Hide your head in the sand, drown yourself in sorrow Not a fight in your soul, no hope for tomorrow Weak. A puppet to the puppets, hopeless and meek Do a break to say fuck it They send your sons and daughters to die for the greed The foreclose on your home, you're living in the street You starve, they feast, the dollar gets weaker Listen to the words coming out of your speakers They don't care about oil, they don't care about money It's all about power and control of your family Time to wake up and rally while we still have the chance A single tear down my cheek as we dance the last dance Last dance, last dance, last dance, last dance In which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. I find it hard to tell you, I find it hard to take. When people run in circles, it's a very, very Everything is gonna be just fine. The official national bullshit story. You've been listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.